Welcome to Championship Saturday on a beautiful morning here in Lexington, Kentucky. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell along with Chris Morris. And this afternoon, we've got the championship game in the Heartland Conference softball tournament between the number two seeded Mount St. Joseph Lions, who are coming through in the winner's bracket, taking on the Transylvania Pioneers, the number one seed, coming through in the loser's bracket. Chris, we've seen these teams play three times all year, especially yesterday's Lions 6-2 to two win. The Lions have taken two out of three, but as we head into this afternoon's ballgame, this thing is going to be completely up in the air because both of these teams are even when you look at it on paper. We've looked at on we've looked at it on paper for several days back and forth. Both evenly matched teams. Obviously the Mount got away with the win yesterday in the semifinals. That makes them have to lose twice here in today's afternoon contest. But obviously it's going to be a big, exciting day for both teams. A lot on the line, and this is what you play for, Dave. Well, the Lions have won 16 in a row after yesterday's 6-2 to win behind Sarah Miller. They are now 29-8 and on the year. They're fourth in the central region now in the rankings heading into this weekend. They won 6 to nothing on Thursday afternoon against Anderson behind Sarah Miller and Cam McCool. And then yesterday, as we told you, 6-2 to over Transy. Meanwhile, Transylvania had a 15-game win or 14-game winning streak snapped yesterday in that loss to the Lions. They are 28 and 9. They had to come through the losers bracket. They won over Franklin twice, 15 to 7 in the opening round, and then yesterday to get back into this game with a 9 to 4 win over the Grizz, and then lost to the Mount yesterday, as we told you, 6 to 2. So today, Sean Hendrickson. In his seventh year as head coach, the question is, who does he go with on the mound? Because the Lions really beat around Cam Bowling, his ace, but then CeCe Wittry came in, and she's done well against the Lions this year. Just going back to the regular season matchup with CeCe Wittry, the Lions did have seven hits and left nine on against her. Obviously, they have beaten Cam Bowling twice, uh, once in the regular season, and then obviously yesterday here in the semifinals. It will be interesting to see who he puts out in the circle, and obviously the question will be, who will the Lions go with in the circle? Well, we're able to tell you who they're going to go with right now, because CeCe Wittry is going to be the pitcher today for Transylvania, and the pitcher today for the Lions, it's going to be Sarah Miller. I think it's a good coaching decision by both. Obviously, Transylvania, uh, going with bowling yesterday, the Mount offense was able to get up on her quick. Obviously, Wittry came in yesterday and was outstanding in the back half of that game, so it's going to be tough. We're going to see what Wittry can do. Obviously, she's going to go and uh, compete against us for the third time this year. And then we're going to go with Sarah again. Obviously, she was outstanding yesterday. And Cam McCool will be ready to go when she's called upon. Absolutely. If the Lions lose this first game, they will have to play game number two at about 2.33 o'clock this afternoon. Transylvania has to win two straight over the Lions to get the regional bid. The Lions just have to win one today, and they want to get that done in game number one. We talked with head coach Beth Goderwiss earlier about her decision to start Sarah Miller here this afternoon against the Pioneers. Beth, as we head into this afternoon's ball game, first of all, I want to talk a little bit about what was Sarah doing yesterday that was kept Transylvania off off kilter in the batter's box? Um, I think a, a lot of it was just uh, us. We were going in and out, up and down, and we kept changing their eye level. Plus, um, even when her changeup wasn't maybe spot on, um, she was still keeping it in the back of their head that, you know, I can bring this at any point in time. 
So I think just keeping them off balance, you know, we made one, maybe one mistake when we threw, uh, you know, an inside pitch to Shuck, but, um, you know, that, that didn't really hurt us in that situation. Um, it was a solo, so, you know, I'm okay. I, I don't like to give up home runs, but if it's a solo home run, you know, that, that doesn't hurt us. So, um, you know, we just got to keep, you know, keep, keep them off balance and, and, and continue to work, you know, her pitches, what her strengths are. I know you and Didi talked most of the night about who you're going to start today. You're going to go with Sarah. What made you come to that decision to start her today? Um, just Sarah's Sarah's done really well um, throughout her career against Transy, and um, you know Cam has given up you know a few runs uh, against them, uh, and so we just feel that that you know she's a senior. This is what she's lives for for four years, and uh, you know we we want to put the ball in her hands and and see how far she can get us. How did Cam take the news? Um, great. Cam's just she's a she's a super teammate, um, and she's gonna root and and do everything she can to get Sarah this win. But if she's gonna be called upon. She's going to bring it. Beth, what, when Wittry came in, she seemed to be able to settle our bats down in the last three innings. What was she doing that was keeping us off kilter in the batter's box? Um, throwing a changeup. Um, you know, she, she, her decent, has a somewhat of a decent change. What we have to do is pitcher, or batters that, um, until, until it's actually a strike. Uh, she got us a few times on a changeup that wasn't a strike. I think that changed our momentum a little bit at the plate. But if we lay off of it, make her throw a first strike, um, we're going to be just fine. Girls' attitude, get this thing wrapped up in one game? Absolutely. Um, we don't want to go game two. We, we, we want to finish this game one. Good luck today. Thank you. Well, Chris, when you look at this and you take a look at what the Lions have to do today, their attitude, as it's always been, and we've been down here with them for the last three days, is just get this thing done as quickly as possible. If you're looking for the Lions, just take care of business. They've been able to do it all year long. They're riding this hot game, hot 16-game winning streak. This weekend alone, they've been able to come in. Offense has been really good. Pitching's been really good. Defense has been outstanding. So you just kind of have to stay to the course. Don't let the moment be too big. Well, when we come back, we'll check out the starting lineups for this afternoon's ball game. Transy will be the visiting team here today. They determined that by a coin flip earlier this morning. Transy will be the visiting team. The Mount will be the home team. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris. And when we come back, we will bring you the starting lineups and the starting pitchers for this afternoon's ball game right after this. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. 
Chris, today's starting pitcher for the Lions is going to be Sarah Miller. She won yesterday's game. She comes in with a record of 15-3 and on the season. This will be her 22nd appearance and her 19th start of the year. In 116 and a third innings, she has given up 98 hits, 50 runs, 44 of them earned. She has struck out 93, walked 27 on the year, given up 10 homers, and has an ERA of 2.65. But coming into today's game, she's really had Transy's numbers. She's 2-0 and against the Pioneers. She pitched really good yesterday against the Pioneers, obviously going through her stat line, only giving up seven hits, and they were all sporadic throughout the game. It wasn't one big inning that Transy was able to get a bunch of hits, but uh, obviously the biggest thing to look forward to in this game, as was yesterday, is Sarah's numbers were zero walks, and that's going to be a crucial key to watch in this ballgame. And when you look at these two teams, I mean, they've only played three times this year, but there's some bad blood between these two schools. There is. It's a robbery. I mean, you've got Transy that's been on top of the league for a couple years. Here comes the mound all of a sudden with back-to-back regular season conference championships, and they're just looking to get their foot in the door into that regional tournament by winning this conference tournament. CeCe Wittry will be the starting pitcher for Transylvania here this afternoon, and when we return, we'll have the batting orders and the first pitch for today's game from Lexington, Kentucky. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris, and we'll be back after this. Where are you headed? Where would you like to go? New heights, right? At Mount St. Joseph University, we integrate academic excellence, real-world experience, and individual attention so that you can climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy. And now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we could take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside. Ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's. Experts you trust. Caring for the children you love. Transylvania, as we said, will be the visiting team on the scoreboard as selected by a coin flip earlier this morning. Let's take out their batting order for today's championship game. Leading off will be number 25, Lexi Childers. Childers, the shortstop, hitting 354 on the year. She's 7 for 12 in the stolen base category this season. CeCe Wittry will be the starting pitcher, batting second. She's hitting 341. And batting third is Taylor Center. Center moves to center field today. She's hitting 443 with four homers and 34 RBIs. Annie Shuck will bat cleanup. She's number three, hit playing first base, hitting 449 on the year. She's also had three homers and 39 RBIs on the year. She hit a home run yesterday in the second inning. Abby Frazier will be the third baseman, batting fifth. She's hitting 450 on the year with six homers, 31 RBIs. Allison O'Dell is the DP today. She's hitting 356 on the year with a couple of homers, 27 RBIs, batting sixth. Alyssa Nunn will be batting seventh in right field, hitting 320. Then comes Stella Walker, the left fielder, hitting 344. And Becca Messing will round out the batting order for Sean Hedrickson's Transy Pioneers. She's hitting 284 and playing second base today. So it's Childers, Wittry, and Center, the top three. Shuck, Frazier, and Odell, the middle three. Nunn, Walker, and Messing will round out the batting order for Hendrickson, who's in his seventh year. 174 wins against 81 career defeats. And here at Hall Field, even though technically they are going to be the visiting team on the scoreboard, Chris, Transylvania is 15-4 and after yesterday here at Hall Field. They're a tough team. They're obviously ranked top 25 in the country right now. They're ranked, obviously, regional rankings just right behind the mound at number five. So 
This team's gritty. They're good, and they're not going to lay down easy today. Well, their 14-game win streak was snapped yesterday. They are hitting 278 this year as a team against Lions pitching in the three meetings. The Lions are out on the field, and when we come back, we'll have the first pitch of today's championship game from Lexington and Hall Field right after this. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, whether it's spirit wear, gifts, or snacks. But the Roar Store is more. They offer everything from notebooks to laundry detergent, even brake fluid and tire repair, plus a wide range of food and drink. And it's just a walk away. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Look around you. One in four kids in the U.S. faces hunger. It's not always easy to see the signs, but in this land of plenty, there are kids that don't know where they will get their next meal. Join Share Our Strength at Food Network and take the pledge to end childhood hunger here in America by 2015. Learn how at nokidhungry.org. Their next meal could come from you. I wanted to grow my leadership skills, but with work and a busy life, how could I fit it all in? Then I learned Mount St. Joseph University offers a flexible master's program in organizational leadership. For about one Saturday a month, I studied and refined my leadership skills alongside working professionals and top-notch professors. I'm now the leader I set out to be. The Mount's organizational leadership program helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash msol. Back here at Hallfield, I'm Dave Mitchell along with Chris Morris, and we are just minutes away from starting this one off here this afternoon. Chris, as we discussed yesterday, the way the Lions pitch to the middle three in the batting order for Transylvania, the three, four, and five hitters, center, Annie Shuck, and Abby Frazier, it's really going to dictate the way this game goes. They've got a monster middle of the lineup, and just looking at yesterday's stat line, we've only given up one hit to Wittry, center, Shuck, and Frazier, so... Sarah Miller did an outstanding job as far as taking control of the game and obviously with the run support, but uh, Transylvania's offense is legit, and so is the Mount St. Joseph offense. So, I mean, we've got two powerhouse teams going to battle it out, and hopefully the Lions can take care of business here in game one. Well, when you look at this game, Chris, what do you think the key is? I think the key from from the defensive side is stay fundamentally sound. Don't make the game too bigger than the moment. Same thing with Sarah Miller. Don't overpitch. Trust your defense. We've got a top 15 defense in the country. No walks for Sarah, and I think it's important that the bats stay hot for the Lions. What was funny was, during pregame, Beth Goddard wanted to keep hidden who she was going to start at pitcher, so she had both Cam McCool and Sarah Miller warming up down the right field line in the bullpen to keep Transylvania guessing until the lineup cards were exchanged early. you got to keep him guessing. Obviously, he probably realized that we might have gone with Cam McCool, but uh, obviously Sarah woke up this morning feeling good, ready to go, and wanted the ball as a senior. So you just have Cam McCool again waiting in the bullpen whenever her time's ready, but let's give it to the senior and see if she can go win us the championship. Lions in their sleeveless white jerseys here today with the blue pants, blue numerals, gold trim. And for Transylvania, they are in their all-black uniforms here today with white numerals and maroon trim. It will be Childers, Wittry, and Center to lead it off here in the top half of this first inning in the championship game of the Heartland Conference Tournament. The winner gets the automatic regional bid starting next week, and we don't know where that is, but we'll talk about that coming up later on. 
Childers, the left-handed batter. Miller into the wind, and the first pitch of the game is taken outside for a ball. 1-0. 70 degrees here today on a beautiful Saturday at noon. Could not ask for a better weather weekend here at the uh, HCAC tournament, and uh, it's been a beautiful weekend, beautiful ceremony, and thank you for Transylvania for putting it on. 1-0 the count. Miller into the wind to the left-handed hitting Childers, and that pitch is down low and outside for a ball. 2-0. Cam McCool still in the bullpen. I mean, when you talked with Beth Goderwiss over the last couple of days, they may have a short leash on Miller here in this first game. But we'll see what happens in the first few innings. 2-0 the count. Miller falling behind to the leadoff hitter. That pitch swung on. Fly ball out in left field. Coming in Bramble. Medium depth. Grabs it. And that's the first out of the ball game. Childers was up in the count 2-0 and uh, was able to get her to pop out into left field. Casey Bramble camped underneath of it. But as you were just discussing, it's up to Sarah Miller how long she stays into the ballgame. If she gets off to a quick start, is able to keep the Transylvania offense down and below, and we were able to give her some run support, I think you got to keep continuing to ride Sarah. Wittry hitting one for six against the Lions this year, hitting 341. She's the starting pitcher today for Transy, batting second with one down here in the first inning. And that pitch is a called strike right over the heart of the plate, 0-1. We talked about it a lot yesterday. Sarah Miller was able to get ahead of hitters most of the day yesterday, obviously getting ahead here on Wittry. So really important, stay ahead of the hitters and trust your defense. Well, when we talked to Sarah after the game yesterday, she said, I'm ready to go again. Well, she's doing it today. The 0-1 pitch is a strike two at the knees, 0-2. Defensively for the Lions, Bramble in left, Otto in center, Woodyard in right. Third is Fincham, short Tucker, second is Hodge, first is Rachel Gabbard. Behind the plate, Elizabeth Ivers, and on the mound, Sarah Miller delivering the two-strike pitch. Now to Witchery, and that pitch is upstairs. Witchery held off of it, one and two. Witchery was hitless in the game yesterday, went 0 for 3. Sarah did a really good job as far as keeping the transient offense unbalanced and uh, Hopefully it can continue today, and obviously it's going to be a battle. This offense is can score runs in a hurry. One and two, the count to Wittry, the number two hitter in the lineup. One down, pitch swung on, fly ball, going over near the first base side. Gabbard calling for it near the fence, hits her glove and bounces up against the screen, and that's going to be an error, I believe. Looked like she gathered it and just maybe closed her glove too soon. It was in foul territory up near home plate. She was able to get up underneath of it, great effort, just kind of bounced right off the tip of her glove. That may be. We'll have to check and see if that they do score that an error, but that'll be the Lions' first error in a long, long time. They came in defensively second in the Heartland Conference with 20 errors overall. That pitch swung on and lined down the left field line and foul. You just, we, ho- you just hope a play like that doesn't come back to bite you. Right. She's able to get on base here and start something going for Transy, so you just hope that that play doesn't come back to get you. On deck is Taylor Center. Wittry, the right-handed batter, slight crouch in the batter's box. Miller, the one-two pitch to the plate. That is down low, boy. What a pitch to take by Wittry, and the count is two and two. Just missed just a little bit low, it looked like, and uh, Wittry was able to take that. That's a tough pitch to take. Wittry's not that tall, and if that pitch is low, man, it's got to be close to the dirt for her to take it that low. Two and two the count. And the pitch swung on, fly ball, center field. Now Bramble's going to come in, broke back, now comes in and catches it on the run for the second out of the inning. 
Nice job by Sarah to uh, continue to battle and battle. Whitry's a tough out, so was able to get her to fly out to left, and Casey Brambles made the first two outs out in left field for the Lions. So two down in the inning, and it brings to the plate Taylor Center. Center hitting 400 against the Lions this year, left-handed batter. On the year, 443, four homers, 34 RBIs. She's the first batter of the big three for Transy. Two down, and that pitch is a strike over the outside corner. Taylor Center ranked number one in the country in doubles. We talked about her offensive numbers throughout the overall season, was dominant in conference, and uh, she's going to be a tough out. We'll see if we can keep control of the three-headed monsters in the middle of the lineup. Into the lineup is Miller, and the 0-1 is outside changeup. One and one to count. Sarah, we talked to her after the ball game, of course, and said she did take a little extra time in between each pitch when she got into the fifth, sixth, and seventh inning. And the one-one pitch swung on, popped foul over the third base side and out of play again. And the count is one and two. We talked yesterday about it, Chris, that Sarah had Transylvania so off-kilter they either swung and missed or swung late on the pitch and fouled it down that third base side, and that appears to be the case here early in this game. She did a good job as far as mixing her pitches and locations up yesterday. 1-2 pitch to the plate. High around the bill of the cap, 2-2. Two and two. That's what you got to do against a good offensive-minded team. you got to keep them thinking. you got to switch it up. You can't pitch them the same. you got to make in-game adjustments, and she did that yesterday. And so far early in this game, she's been able to stay ahead of hitters. Annie Shuck is on deck. And the pitch to the plate swung on and popped foul off the post near the third base dugout. Ricocheted right into the glove of Casey Fincham at third. And the count stays even at two and two. Transy has to win two in a row to represent the Heartland in the regional. Lions just have to win one. That pitch swung on and missed. Strike three. Three up, three down. For Transy in the top half of the first inning, they don't score. As we go to the bottom of the first, it's Transy nothing in the mount coming to bat. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Transylvania scoreless. They go 1-2-3 in the top of the first inning. For the Lions today, they'll go with their usual lineup. Aaliyah Tucker, the shortstop, will lead it off. Brooke Otto will bat second. The center fielder hitting 290. Elizabeth Ivers in third place in the batting order. The catcher hitting 322 with three homers and 31 RBIs. Sarah Miller at the cleanup spot hitting 343. Casey Bramble, the fifth place hitter for Beth Goderwitz in left field hitting 371. Maya Hodge is at second base batting sixth hitting 365 on the year. Gracie Woodyard is in right field hitting 333 on the season. Rachel Gabbard, who is two for five in this tournament with four ribbies so far. And she is hitting 409. Now she's at first base, batting eighth. And Casey Fincham at third, hitting 296, will round out the batting order. So it's Tucker, Otto, and Ivers. The first three do up for the Lions here in the first. Then comes Miller, Bramble, and Hodge. Woodyard, Gabbard, and Fincham 
are the bottom three. For the Transylvania Pioneers, they're going with C.C. Wittry today with a 1.79 ERA. The senior right-hander, 11-1 on the year. She was unbeaten in the Heartland Conference. This will be her 11th start of the year. In 58 and two-thirds innings, she's given up 58 hits. She has given up 26 runs, 15 of them earned, struck out 35 and walked 13. She had four strikeouts against the Lions yesterday and no walks. And she will face it off with Aaliyah Tucker hitting 448 right-handed batter. And Aaliyah will start off this ball game for the Lions. Wittry, number 25. And the first pitch is a strike at the knees against Tucker, 0-1. Wittry's been pretty good against the Lions, obviously not giving up any runs in her appearances this year. But as we said in game two in the regular season, the Lions were able to get seven hits, left nine on, just no timely base hits. So that's going to be key today if you get runners on. Wittry, the 0-1 delivery to Tucker, and she pops it out into right field. Coming over is none for the first out of the ball game. Good start by Wittry. Was able to get Tucker out on two pitches, a fly out to right field. None didn't have to move much to make the first out for the Pioneers. So now that'll bring up Brooke Otto, who's been in somewhat of a slump here lately. She's hitting 290, center fielder, one for six against in this tournament with one stolen base. Brooke, right-handed batter, the senior number four, and that pitch is taken upstairs for a ball. See if Brooke can get going a little bit offensively today, see if she can't find the bases one or two times today. Been outstanding in center field for the Lions defensively. Otto studying nursing, graduated a couple of weeks ago, and now the 1-0 swung on pitch, and it's going to be driven deep into center field. It'll bounce up against the fence. Otto round second. She's going to stay right there with a double to dead center field over the head of center in center. We just talked about Brooke trying to get hot at the plate. She drives the ball out to deep center up against the fence. Really good job for a stand-up double. Good job by Coach Goddard holding her up there at second as Transylvania was able to get the ball back in pretty quickly. And that'll bring up to the plate the catcher, sophomore Elizabeth Ivers. Ivers, 31 RBIs on the year. In this tournament, two for seven, two RBIs. She had those two yesterday. Ivers, the right-handed batter. With Otto at second, one down here in the first inning, and the Lions trying to draw first blood. That was the first hit of the ball game. Here in the bottom of the first. Wittry's pitch to Ivers is a drop ball that drops too low, 1-0. Ivers second on the team in RBIs with 31. Talked about it a little bit yesterday when she got the opportunity with base runners on. She delivered, and that's what she's done all season for the Lions. Elizabeth, we've said it time and time again, has caught every inning of every game for the Lions this year. And the 1-0 is a strike over the outside corner, 1-1. Yes. Boy, Transylvania really concerned with Otto at second. She's got speed at second. A base hit in the outfield should score a run for the Lions. So see if B can put a ball in play and see if the Lions can't get on the board here early. Beth Goddard coaching at third. Dee Dee Morris coaching at first for the Lions today. Ivers, 1-1 pitch from Wittry, swung on, and that's going to be a base hit into center. No, it popped out near the shortstop, and Childers came over and grabbed it. Boy, the way that thing took off off the bat, Chris, I thought it was a base hit to center. Childers had a good jump off it on the bat. It looked like it was going to drop out into a short center field, and she was able to go out and make a great play. So a really good play by the shortstop, Childers, for the second out of the inning. And it brings to the plate Sarah Miller. 
Miller really had a tough day at the plate yesterday, striking out three times. She was 0 for 4 in the tournament, though, when you look at her totals. Two for seven, two runs scored. So the senior with a chance to help herself out, and she swings and misses on that drop pitch. 0-1. Struggled a little bit at the plate. They kept her off balance, and uh, she was coming into the tournament hitting 5-12 in conference play. So obviously one of the best offensive threats in the conference this year. Second game of that doubleheader back on April 7th, the Lions 5-0 loss. They put a lot of players on the bases but couldn't come up with a big hit. That pitch is a changeup over the heart of the plate, 0-2. You talked back about that game, too, in regular season. We were able to strand nine, just couldn't get those timely base hits, and when you get those opportunities, you got to deliver, especially in a championship game. Miller, the right-handed batter. 0-2 count. Otto still at second, and the pitch. Check swing upstairs for a ball, 1-2. and two. Miller able to hold off on that pitch. Otto still at second after the double to dead center field. Miller looking in. Bramble is on deck. And the pitch swung on and tapped foul behind home plate. Count stays one and two. Boy, you couldn't ask for a better championship Saturday weather-wise here. There's some clouds in sight, but just blue skies, bright sunshine, about 70 degrees. It is gorgeous. Weather's been fantastic all week long. One and two the count to Sarah. And the pitch to Miller down low, two and two. Good job by Sarah to battle at the plate. Like we said, she struggled a little bit yesterday, so it's just really have aggressive at-bats, approach, stay disciplined, see if you can't sit back and drive a ball here. Two and two the count. Miller with Otto at second. Witchery into the wind and the pitch. Check swing, called strike three over the inside part of the plate. First strike out of the ball game. Performed by Witchery for the Lions. They get no runs on one hit. They leave one on. And as we head to the second, there's no score from Transylvania on UltimateSportsTalk.com. For more than a century, Mount St. Joseph University has prepared nursing leaders who serve their patients with the heart of a lion. With flexible undergraduate and graduate programs, the Mount will help you climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash nursing. Looking for future leaders we can believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It includes learning to listen, accepting responsibility, being a good role model, and it's about respect. The result, it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Lions leave a runner on base, have an opportunity to score, but can't bring Otto around. So as we head to the second, we're scoreless here in Lexington. And it brings up the three, four, and five hitters for the Pioneers. Annie Shuck, Abby Frazier, and Allison O'Dell. Shuck just recently was named to the first team all-region squad. And Taylor Center was named to the third team all-region squad. For the Lions, Cam McCool was named to the first-team all-region, and Aaliyah Tucker was named to the second team, conspicuously missing from that all-region team, Sarah Miller. Congratulations to those young ladies making those all-region teams outstanding seasons for those young ladies, so congratulations. You did mention Sarah maybe being off a few lists, but uh, it won't cause her to have a bad game today. She's, menta- no. she's mentally t- strong, and she's ready to go. 
So, stepping into the batter's box is Annie Shuck. Shuck, two for nine against the Lions this year with a home run, a couple of RBIs. She hit a home run leading off the second inning yesterday. But the Lions at that point in time had a two-to-one lead, and now, not sure what is going on, but Aaliyah Tucker at shortstop was looking into the Transylvania dugout, and now I think the Lions are switching up their pitching cards that are on their wrists. Ivers went out to make sure that they all had the right cards. And now Tucker goes back to short, Fincham to third, and Ivers back behind the plate. We know Beth Goderwitz switches up the signs every inning. And now the first pitch delivered to Shuck. High and outside for a ball, 1-0. Shuck was able to drive a ball over the left field fence yesterday. Got one up in the zone. Uh, would have to be really careful with Shuck here. Obviously, Frazier and then Odell. So, tough tough part of the lineup here for the Pioneers. And the 1-0 pitch to the plate down low around the feet. And the count goes to 2-0. Shuck hit that home run to left field yesterday, and it just cleared the 2-10 marker down the left field side. Miller into the 2-0 delivery, swung on, fouled straight back and out of play. 2-10 down the lines here at Hall Field and 2-20 to dead center field. It's a dirt infield here at Hall and then a grass outfield, but the outfield does slope towards the warning track out here near us underneath the scoreboard, and that helps provide for the drainage. 2-1 and one the count to Shuck, the leadoff hitter here in the second. That pitch swung on, popped out, and over near first base. Gabbard calling for it. Now coming over Hodge, and Hodge will grab it on the run as Gabbard. Hodge called for it, and Gabbard wisely got out of her way. Just a pop-up right outside of first base, and Gabbard was underneath of it, but Hodge came screaming. She had it, and she took control of it for the first out of the inning. And that brings up Frazier, who is 4 for 10 on the year against the Lions. couple stolen bases, two runs scored. On the year, six homers, 31 RBIs. She leads the Pioneers in home runs, batting 450. She's the third baseman, right-handed batter. Miller delivers the one-out pitch to the plate. That's upstairs above the bill of the cap, 1-0. Frazier had a nice afternoon yesterday, going two for three with a run. She's coming into this tournament, hitting 367 in HCAC play. Cam McCool still warming up in the bullpen, just like yesterday. Not sure if she's trying to burn off some nervous energy or if she's just trying to stay ready. The 1-0 swung on, popped up on the infield, foul territory. Fincham going over, puts her glove up, trying to shield herself from the sun and takes it in for the second out of the inning. Sarah's off to a really good start, just being comfortable, not trying to overpitch, trusting her defense, been able to get a couple pop-ups here in the first two innings, and the defense are making easy plays for her. Allison Odell, another right-handed hitter, the... Designated player here today, 356 on the year, two homers, 27 RBIs against the Lions. She's two for eight on the season with a couple of doubles and an RBI. And the pitch to the plate swung on, fouled straight back, 0-1. Boy, a good crowd here today. The Mount well represented at this one. By the way, the baseball team last night at Franklin fell to Franklin by a final score of 11-7, to so the Grizz up in that Best of three series, one to nothing. They're playing right now at noon. The Lions trying to extend their season. The 0-1 pitch is a changeup that drops just out of the strike zone, 1-1. Not a bad pitch right there by Sarah. Just trying to keep them unbalanced as we did yesterday. and 
Not a bad miss at all there on the inside corner. One and one the count now. Miller, again, checking what we hope is the correct card on her wrist for the signs. And the 1-1 one, one swung on, fouled again, straight back, one and two. Alyssa Nunn is on deck for the Pioneers. Natalie Hernandez coaching down the first baseline for the Pioneers. And Sean Hendrickson down the third baseline. He probably wishes he wasn't there last night in that seventh inning when Frazier ran right through the stop sign at second and was cut down at third. That pitch fouled straight back. He was none too happy when we went back and looked at the video last night. Outstanding play. It was late in the ball game. A ball hit out to right field over Gracie Woodyard's head. She was able to can off the fence, relay it to the second baseman, Maya Hodge, and Maya Hodge put a BB right to Fincham at third for the tag and was really important out there in that seventh inning. Two strikes to Odell. Miller with two outs here in the inning. Pitch swung on, lined out to center field. Otto coming over to her left, grabs it on the run. Nice running catch by Brooke Otto. Three up, three down for Transy here in the second. We go to the bottom of the second. We're scoreless from Lexington. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, like when you need a textbook. Students can order books exclusively online that they can pick up at the Roar Store through our new eCampus site. eCampus includes two different shipping options. Free online shipping to textbook delivery hub located in the Roar Store or delivered to your off-campus residence. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. What a running catch by Brooke Otto. I normally put a star by a defensive play, and that one deserved a big star by Otto in center field to end that second inning of play. Dave Mitchell, along with Chris Morris, glad to have you here with us on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Hope you're enjoying us bringing you these broadcasts this weekend from Lexington. I'm just happy to be out of town doing a ball game. <laughs> I'm just glad to be out here. Like you said, really good play by Brooke Otto there to save a double there in the top of the second inning. Casey Bramble will lead it off. Then comes Hodge and Woodyard. Bramble takes the first pitch over the outside corner for a called strike. Bramble hitting 371 on the year in the tournament. Two for six, couple of stolen bases, and three runs scored. For the sophomore, right-handed batter. She's got two home runs on the year. That pitch squared to bunt. Took it outside for a ball. Casey Bramble's been really good for the Lions. She got an opportunity about midway through the season to take over that left field spot and really has taken it and run with it and been outstanding, getting better and better defensively and offensively. She's been huge in that middle part of the lineup. Yeah, it's the Wally Pipped disease. I'll tell you about that here. That pitch lined up into left center field. Coming over wall. Center can't catch it. It went over her head. Bramble's going to round second. She's going to go to third. Here comes the relay into third. Slide by Bramble. Safe at third. 
What a slide by Bramble. She went to the inside of the bag and evaded the tag at third by Frazier to go in sliding with the triple. It was a line drive that got up over the center fielder's head and bounced up against the wall. Really good job by Coach Goddard to guide Bramble to slide to the inside of the bag to get away from the tag. And that's a huge momentum switch here right here early in this talk in the bottom second of the inning. And really good job by Casey Bramble to come up in a big moment in the ballgame. So Bramble is at third, nobody down, and that'll bring up Maya Hodge. Just a beautiful slide, Dave. Hodge hitting 365 on the year with a chance to drive in a couple of run a run here. She's got two RBIs in this tournament already. And the first pitch to Maya backs her off with a fastball. Want to know the count. Casey Bramble needs to be careful down at third. They will throw behind her. They bring the shortstop over, bringing the third baseman in. So just be careful down there at third with no outs. Bramble, left foot on the bag, right foot behind it. Hodge, open stance in the right-hand side of the batter's box. The freshman 1-0 takes the pitch below the knees. 2-0. All you ask for out of a home plate umpire is consistency behind the plate, and so far we've seen it. Yesterday, the home plate umpire was consistent, Chris. 2-0 the count. Woodyard's on deck. Maya Hodge, 2-0, swung on and bounced to third. Frazier picks it up, throw across. It pulled the first baseman off the bag. Hodge is safe, and holding at third is Bramble. So now the Lions have runners at first and third. Still nobody down. You have to give credit to Casey Bramble right there on that single by Maya Hodge. She was dancing around off third base. Made them take just a split second to throw it across the, and uh, brought the first baseman off the bag. And with Hodge's speed, she was able to get down to first. And we've got runners at the corners with no outs. What do you call that? you call that an error, or do you think she would have beat it out? I think she would have beat it out. But I, I do think Bramble helped as far as limiting that timing for the uh, infielder to throw it across. So we'll give Hodge a single. Runners at first and third. Let's see what Maya decides to do at first base. With Bramble at third, brings up Woodyard. She squares the bunt. There goes Hodge. Throw down to second. Bad throw. Goes into center field. Coming up is Bramble. She's going to score. And taking third is Hodge on the throw. We talked about it in the pregame, Dave. Putting pressure on the defense. Make the defense. Make the plays. Bramble was able to lead off the, the inning with the triple. Obviously, Hodge are trying to steal second. They elect, they elect to actually throw down today. Yesterday, they cut that throw off. The throw goes into center field. Bramble's able to score, and Hodge with a heads-up base running all the way up to third with no outs. So Hodge now replaces Bramble at third. Still nobody down. Woodyard squared to bunt and took that pitch up high for a ball. I'm surprised they elect to throw down today. Obviously, yesterday they gave the Lions a couple bases there by cutting that throw off. They elect to throw down. It goes out in the center field, and it cost them. So depending upon how you score that play with Hodge, this could be the second in error of the inning. That definitely was an error on the catcher, Weaver, behind the plate. Woodyard hitting 330 on the year. 1-0 the count. And the pitch takes that outside. I believe the count is 2-0. Talked about having productive at-bats, and this is the situation right here. Got no runners on. Put a ball in play, put the pressure on the defense, a fly ball in the outfield should score Hodge from me at the third base side. Yeah, Beth talked about that yesterday. Swung on, fouled back over the screen and out of play to the right field side. Two and one, now the count. Gabbard is on deck, and Gabbard has had one heck of a tournament. She's been outstanding all year long. One of the most underrated players in the conference. Hodge at third. Nobody down. One nothing mount. 
And the pitch swung on fly ball going out into short center. Center comes in. She's going to grab it. Hodge is going to stay right at third and not attempt to come home. So one out in the inning, and Hodge stays at third on the fly out. Gracie was able to get up underneath the ball. Did her job. It was in the short center field. Center was able to make a nice play. She was gathered for the throw home. I like the call by Coach Goddard, just to hang on, let Hodge stay right there, only the first out of the inning, and see what Gabbert can do. Gabbert up to the plate. She's got four RBIs in this tournament, two for five. Coming in, hitting 409 on the season. Your number eight hitter hitting 400. And that pitch to Gabbert up around the bill of the cap, 1-0. Yesterday, they intentionally walked Woodyard to load the bases to get to Gabbert, and Gabbert came through with a big base hit to drive home two runs, and that really opened things up in the third inning. And the pitch to the plate swung on, and that pitch is over the head of the shortstop, Childers, and into left field for a base hit. Hodge will score, and Gabbard continues. He continues to deliver in the big-time moments. I've said it numerous times, one of the most underrated players in the conference. And we've... We're remiss, never mentioned anything about her grandmother, Annette Hagedorn, who listens to us in almost every game. And for Annette Hagedorn, her grandmother, that's your granddaughter. Base hit. She's got five RBIs in this tournament. Just a little bloop that got over Childers' head at short. Hodge had to stay at third just for a split second. Once it fell out into the outfield grass, she was able to jog on home. And looks like we are going to have a pinch runner for Rachel Gabbard, Dave. And that's going to be Alyssa Whitmer. Whitmer, 7 for 8 in the stoling department, coming in to run for Rachel. So Gabbard, the base hit, and RBI. Lions lead it 2 to nothing here in the second inning. And Casey Fincham is up to the plate. Talked about it in the pregame. When you get runners on, you have to come up with timely hits, timely plays. So far, the Lions have been able to do that here in the second inning. Fincham. Has a sacrifice in this tournament. Takes that first pitch. A called strike over the outside corner. Nice pitch from Wittry. 0-1 the count. See what Beth Goddard decides to do here with Whitmer at first base. One down in the inning, and Tucker is on deck. Top of the order. Fincham, her first at bat of the ball game. Again, wide open stance on the right side, and she takes that pitch upstairs again. 2-0. Check out 1-1, I'm sorry. I really like the approach that the Lions have had on the offensive end. If they see a pitch and they're aggressive early in the count, if not, they kind of keep battling and make Witchery throw a few pitches here and just kind of keep aggressive but kind of a casual at bat as well, just trying to stay up into the zone with her. And the 1-1 is off the outside corner just a bit, 2-1. and one. Not seeing any activity so far in the bullpen. That's going to be something to watch for both teams. I don't see Cameron Bowling in the bullpen yet for Transylvania. Now, we've talked about, I just think Sean Hendrickson is in a pickle here today, especially in this first game. He's going to ride Wittry as long as he can. That pitch swung on and tapped to the first base side. Coming over the second baseman, Messing can't make the play, and safe at first is Gabbard, and taking second is Whitmer. Messing had to go wide to her left, just was able to knock the ball down. And depending upon how they score that, Chris, that could be the third error of the inning on Transylvania. It wasn't a hard hit ball to Messing. Like you said, she went a couple steps to her left, was able to get a glove on it, just tapped right off the inside of her glove, and Fincham was able to beat it out. And uh, errors have really cost the uh, Transylvania defense here in this second inning, Dave. Well... They're going to call it an error. 
And that'll be, they did not call an error. Back when Hodge reached first, they gave her a base hit. But then they did call that an error, and they called the error on the catcher throwing it into center field. That'll be the two errors in the inning on Transy. You want to talk a big moment in this game already? We're in the bottom of the second. One out, runners at first and second for your leadoff hitter and one of the best players in the conference coming up to bat. Two nothing Lions, runners at first and second. Whitmer at second. Fincham is at first and Tucker is up. She flied to right her first time up. Right-handed batter and the contender for the player of the year swings and misses on that drop pitch 0-1. If you're Aaliyah here, take a deep breath. You don't have to hit a ball over the fence. Have a productive at-bat right here. Just make contact and let your talent do what it does. In the tournament, two for nine. That pitch, low and outside. Boy, Whitmer getting a good lead off second after that pitch is made. One and one the count to Tucker. Alyssa Whitmer has been outstanding all year long in her role as being coming a pinch runner for this Lions team. She's been really good. couple stolen bases, a lot of runs scored, and really smart on the base path. One and one the count to Tucker. And that pitch swung on and lined into center field. Base hit. Rounding third is Whitmer. That's going to go all the way to the warning track. Rounding third and going into third is going to be Gap. Check that. Fincham. And coming home to score on the play is Whitmer. It's 3 nothing Mount. And going into second with a double is Tucker. You just said it. Put a ball in play. Use your talent. She hits a ball in between left and center. It rolls all the way to the fence. This outfield plays all the way to the fence. There's so many balls that roll to the fence. Alyssa Whitmer was able to get home quickly, and then obviously Fincham going first to third, and Tucker with a stand-up double. So Tucker with an RBI, standing at second base. At third is Fincham, and it brings up Brooke Otto. Whitmer came home to score. It's 3-0. Otto had a double to dead center field. She pops that one up over near the first base side. Walker there at first will grab it for the second out of the inning. That's a big out right there for Transylvania. Dave, you had runners at... Second and third, only one out with Otto up, and Witchery's able to get a huge out right there in this inning. That's, I think that's the first time, Chris, where the Lions have really been over-anxious at the plate. Brooke really wanted to jump on that first pitch. Looks like she did. She was aggressive, and maybe she should have took a pitch or two, but uh, obviously had a great at-bat early in this game, so uh, just looking to deliver it a big time. And Nonetheless, here comes Elizabeth Ivers. So Ivers... Popped a short her last time up. Two down. Runners in scoring position at second and third. And that pitch just below the knees. Ball one. Hopefully Ivers can have a good at bat here. Anything in the grass will score two. And uh, just don't be over aggressive. Wait for a pitch. Sit back and drive it if you're B. Ivers. Fincham at third. Tucker at second. Anything hit to the outfield, you can bet Tucker's heading home. And the 1-0 swung on, fouled out of play down the left field side on top of the bullpen screen. And the count evens up at 1-1. One and one. Dave, there is some movement down there in the bullpen on the third base side. It looks like Cameron Bowling is just starting a very slow warm-up right now. 1-1 one one the count to Ivers. Lions again leading it 3 to nothing here in the second inning. And the pitch down low. Nice stop by Weaver. Two and one. Big time stop by Weaver. Fincham would have been able to get in. They got a little bit of a bigger backstop than we do here up in uh, Mount St. Joseph. So really good play by Weaver right there. 
Ivers. She's got 31 RBIs on the year. She's driven in two in this tournament. And the 2-1 pitch to the plate swung on, fouled off the catcher's mask and into the umpire's mask. That got double duty there. <laughs> off the catcher, into the home plate umpire, and now the home plate umpire is going to take a little walk and make sure that he's not seeing stars. And the count evens up at 2-2. Two and two. You ever taken a foul ball straight into a mask? When I was a little league, I played catch a little bit and was able to take a few off the face mask. It's not pretty, especially when the mask gets caught sideways on the that, side of the head. That explains it. <laughs> <laughs> I took a few of the mask, too. That's what I was going to explains why I am why I am. Two peas in a pod we are. That's right. We've had an exciting I, weekend. We've had a good weekend together. I guess I've, I've got a hard head because it never really bothered me. I never thought it was all that much. But, boy, anymore... It's Concussion City if you get hit straight on in that mask. Anyway, two and two, the count to Ivers. And the pitch down low again. Nice stop by Weaver, and the count is full. Weaver's working behind home plate, doing a really nice job for Transylvania blocking up balls so far. She is only catching today and not hitting. She hit yesterday and went 0 for 2. We're talking about Weaver behind the plate. Ivers with runners at second and third. Tucker at second. Fincham at third. Two down here in the inning. Lions have broken through for three. And Ivers line drive down the left field line, but that's going to curve foul and go out of play into the bullpen. Boy, she got way out in front of that pitch by Wittry. She was all over that pitch. Took it down foul down the left field line. Sarah Miller is on deck. Should Ivers be able to keep this inning alive? Ivers, right-handed hitter. Three balls, two strikes, two down, two runners on. And the pitch swung on and missed. Wittry got the best of Ivers in that at bat. So in the inning for the Lions, though, they come up with three runs on a couple of base hits, and they leave two on, but two big transiers. We hit two. The third inning of play, it is nothing mount on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Across divisions, sports, championships, and schools for nearly half a million student-athletes. College sports create lifelong opportunity, and that starts with education. We've raised the academic bar, so more are earning degrees, creating healthier campuses by working with the nation's brightest minds, and making sure more have the chance to succeed and are supported on their journey. But beyond the numbers, it's about opportunity, and we're working to provide it for every student-athlete. Changing lives is what great teachers do. And as I saw more students struggling to read, I looked to Mount St. Joseph University for help. The Mount is a national leader in reading science with highly effective research-based methods. Their faculty equipped me to teach students with a range of learning differences, and I was able to make an immediate impact in the classroom. The Mount's fully online reading science program helped me climb higher in my career, but more importantly, is improving the lives of my students. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash read. Two big errors in that inning by Transylvania, and it helped the Lions take a 3-0 lead behind Sarah Miller into this top half of the third inning, Chris. Really good job by the Mount offense. Got a couple opportunities, got a couple breaks from the Transy defense and was able to capitalize for a three-run inning. And Really doing a good job offensively is putting pressure on that Transylvania defense and making Witchery work in the circle. Bottom three in the batting order for the Pioneers. None, Walker, and Messing. 
Nunn hitting 320 on the year, one for nine on the season against the Lions. Nunn, the right fielder, right-handed batter. Lions will play straight away on her as Sarah Miller prepares to toil for her third straight inning. That pitch swung on and lined foul past Sean Hendrickson, who put his arms up in the air and moved out of the way. As he looks into none in the batter's box, he says, quit hitting that at me, put it out in the field of play. <laughs> Tell you what, I've got a body like Hendrickson, and trying to move out of the way of a foul ball is an adventure. <laughs> Owen won the count. And the pitch to none is upstairs. Nice stop by Ivers, one and one. Beginning for Sarah Miller here in this ball game. Top of the third, you get the bottom half of the lineup. If she can get out of this, it'll make a big decision on what Beth Goddard does moving forward. Lions coming out of the winner's bracket. Transy out of the bottom bracket. That pitch swung on. Fly ball left field. Bramble coming over. Slides can't get it as it bounced out of play. Past the fence in that left field side. And the count moves to one and two. Good hustle by Casey Bramble. Just ran out of real estate. Looks like it bounced up back into that bullpen where Cam Bolin is continuing to warm up. And we've got Cameron McCool down the first baseline continuing to warm up. So the count one and two to none leading it off here in the top of the third. Three nothing the mount on top of it in this championship game. And the pitch is swung on and grounded to short. Tucker on a couple of hops, throws across, strong throw in time for the first out of the inning. Nice job by Leah Tucker. Kind of deep in the hole, was able to gather it. Strong arm was able to throw it over to Rachel Gabbard for the first out. Brings up Stella Walker, the freshman, hitting 344 in the year. Did not play yesterday. She's at first today. Walker, right-handed batter. Stepping in, batting eighth today. On deck is messing. Miller peers in for the sign. And the one-out pitch to the plate is outside. Ivers tried to frame it, but... Home plate umpire wouldn't fall for that one, one and oh. Ivers does a really nice job behind the plate, blocking balls up, framing balls. We've talked about her defense all the time. I know she gets a lot of credit for her offense, but she's been really strong for us behind the plate this year. Well, her throw out of Childers in the first inning yesterday really set the tone for the ball game. That pitch is a called strike at the knees. One and one. It was a big moment in the ball game. Childers leads off the ball game with a single and Coach Sean Henderson's Alex to try to attempt to steal, and B. Ivers puts a BB right to Tucker for the tag and basically killed the momentum early for the Pioneers. One and one the count to Walker, and the pitch swung on and lined fouled near the third base dugout off the facing and bounces down the left field line. Casey Bramble will get it back in, one and two. One ball, two strikes. Becca Messing is on deck. Miller, right-handed pitcher. She's 2-0 and against... Transy this year going for 3-0 and and a conference tournament championship for the senior and the 1-2 just off the outside corner. Nice pitch by Sarah 2-2. Two and two. Nice job by B trying to give her that framework and uh, it's going to be a battle. Stella Walker coming into this tournament hitting 429 in conference play so it's been really good for the Pioneers. Miller always crosses her arms out of the wind, then moves into the motion, and the two-strike pitch swung on. Fly ball left field, but it will go foul again. And out of play. 
And the count stays even at two balls, two strikes. Talked about Sarah Miller. Usually gets better and better as the game gets going. And obviously with the early runs by the mount, you can tell Sarah's already kind of cool, calm, and collected in the mount here in the uh, third inning. One down, two-strike pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike three. Really good job. Looks like she got her up on a changeup. So really good job by Sarah to win that battle against Stella Walker right there. Second strike out of the ball game issued by Sarah Miller, and it brings up Becca Messing with two down. Second baseman hitting 284 on the season. She's a left-handed batter. Messing played in left yesterday, moved to second. If they had a concession stand here, she probably sold candy bars in between innings. Did just about everything for Sean Hendrickson, and that pitch swung on and missed. Check that. That was taken for a strike. One and oh, or oh and one the count. Into the wind, Miller, and the two out, one strike pitch to the plate is inside. On deck, the top of the order in Childers. One and one the count. Talked about Sarah's pin placement and location yesterday. Even with her misses today, she's really close in that strike zone. Messing watches Miller into the motion. The one once swung on and fouled straight back. And the count now goes to one and two. Good job by Sarah Miller to continue to stay ahead in the count. Looks like Childress is on deck. So big out here for Messing. See if we can't get the second out of the inning. She committed one of the errors in that last inning. So she's looking to atone for herself. Two strikes the count. One and two. And Miller's. Two strike, two out pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike three. Sarah with three strikeouts in the ballgame. She's retired nine in a row. We head to the bottom of the third. It is the Mount Three. Transy nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. They say that great teams are built on teamwork, unity, and camaraderie. They say that great teams succeed when everyone's voice is heard, when everyone's included. We live together. Build together. We lift each other up. They say it takes a lot of hard work to be a great team. So we say, let's get to it. Teaching is my calling. So when I needed to renew my license, I chose Mount St. Joseph University. The Mount offers the only program in the state of Ohio that allows you to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree. In less than two years, I combined the reading and gifted intervention specialist endorsements. Classes were convenient, fully online, and I received personal attention from my professors. The Mount helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash Ohio. Well, back here at Lexington at Hall Field, where the Lions lead it 3 to nothing. As we head into the bottom of the third inning, it will be Sarah Miller. Casey Bramble and Maya Hodge. Here in this third inning, the Lions lead it three to nothing. Sarah Miller really been in somewhat of a slump. She struck out four times in a row if you take into consideration yesterday's three strikeouts. She's 0 for her last five. Struggling at the plate, but I'll take what she's doing in the circle all Absolutely. day long, Dave. She's been outstanding in the last two days. We talked about that yesterday. Forget what she did at the plate. 
and just enjoy what you did on the mound. Continue to work for us defensively. We don't, you know, we'll fix what you're doing offensively, but continue to do what you're doing in the circle for us. Witchery was really decimated by the errors in the last inning, but she's out here in the third inning of play, down three to nothing, and the pitch to Miller is down too low for a ball. Boy, the Lions would really like to add some insurance runs. The situation is the Mount wins. They are the Heartland Conference Tournament champions and regional qualifier. If they lose, Transylvania's got to come back in game two and beat the Mount. That pitch swung on and grounded foul past the third base bag and down the line. And the count evens up at one and one. Which are the part of the lineup for the Lions that have been really strong for us. Miller, Bramble, Hodge, Gabbert. Gracie Woodyard and Fincham, that bottom half of this lineup has been outstanding, and they've done their part today with Bramble and Hodge. Miller hitting 343 on the season. In the tournament, though, two for eight, that pitch down low. And the count goes to two and one. Sarah's numbers in conference were just completely off the chart offensively. Hitting 512, obviously what she did in the circle was outstanding, but she was outstanding player overall. Pitch to the plate, grounded. A couple of bouncers behind second. Childers will grab it, throw to first. Not in time. Miller beat it out on a nice hustle down the first base side. Really good play by Childers. It was deep in the hole behind second base. She was able to field it cleanly, but Miller was busting it out of the box all the way. It was a close play at first, and Sarah's safe, safe, and she's able to get out of that slump, and I'm sure she's taking a deep breath there standing on first base. Casey Bramble. Had a triple to center field her last time up. Came in to score the first run of the ball game on the error and the catcher. Bramble up now. She is three for seven in the tournament with four runs scored. She squares the bunt. Boffers at it. Can't get it. Throw back down to first base. Not in time to get Miller. I thought the umpire was going to call her out and Miller was bailing. Close play at first, but Miller was able to get back, and it uh, looks like we're going to try to put a sack bunt down here to get Miller to second with one out, and here comes Coach Sean Henderson to question the call at first. And it takes him a day and a half to get from the third-base dugout out to argue the play at first base. We talked about yesterday just how long it took him to make substitutions and get out to the mound to talk to the pitchers. And he's having a nice little conversation with the first base umpire looks like coach morris is talking to sarah miller just be careful here no outs don't get too far off the bag transy does like to throw behind runners at first and third so the discussion ends hendrickson goes back into his dugout and the count 0 and 1 on bramble miller still at first base nobody down here in the third witchery Moves into the motion, and the 0-1 pitch squared, fouled, back to the screen, and the count now 0-2 as Bramble trying to move Miller up. Obviously here with two strikes, the sack bunts off off the plate, so hopefully Bramble can battle back into the count, try to get something over the plate and drive a ball like she did at her first at bat. So Bramble, who tripled her last time, has failed in her attempt to lay down a bunt on the first two strikes. 0-2 the count. She's scoring again, but now pulls the bat back. That pitch swung on and grounded to short. Childers to second for one. And Miller takes out the second baseman messing, so she can't complete the double play. Safe at first base is Bramble. 
So Miller just gets replaced at first by Bramble. One away, and it brings up Hodge. Chopper to Childers. We've talked about her fantastic shortstop. Was able to get these force out at second to Messing. And Sarah Miller was able to break up the double play. And with Bramble's, high, or Bramble's speed, it was going to be tough to double her up. Bramble safe at first on the fielder's choice. Brings up Hodge. Hodge had a single her last time up. Wittry to the right-handed hitting freshman. That pitch is upstairs for a ball. Bramble bluffed going at first base, but then stayed right there. Maya Hodge has been outstanding as a freshman. We've talked about it several times, Dave. Defensively, she's been great. And then she's hitting 424 in conference play coming into this tournament. Four for seven in the tournament. Hodge, the 1-0. That pitch is a strike over the outside part of the plate, 1-1. Been really impressed with the freshmen and sophomores here in the tournament. First time here, obviously 2020 COVID year was unable to get this tournament played, but really impressed at the way that they're carrying themselves and really impressed with the way that they're delivering on the field for us. One and one to count to Hodge. Bramble still at first, one out. Pitch swung on and lined just foul down the third base side. And the count now to one and two. Boy. <laughs> Hodge was right on that pitch, but just pulled it foul. Gracie Woodyard is on deck. Still one away. Bramble at first base. Lions up 3-0. Into the wind, Witchery. And the pitch swung on and fouled over to the first base side. Hits on top of the dugout, out of play. Count stays 1-2. Good at bat here by Maya, just... Found a few pitches, all spoiling and a few. Sit back, see if you can't wait on a pitch and put something out here and force this trains advantage of defense to make a couple of plays. I, honestly, I'm kind of shocked with a couple of the errors that they've had. They've been pretty good defensively coming in second in the HCAC, so really unfortunate for them in that second inning. Hodge. Down in the count, one and two, but battling up there, fouling off a couple of good pitches by Witchery. Bramble still at first, one away, here in the bottom of the third. And the pitch to Hodge swung on and grounded past the second baseman and into center field for another seeing-eye base hit by Hodge. And taking second will be Bramble. Right on cue, my Hodge delivers. Single up the middle. Looks like Coach Goddard was trying to get Bramble to come to third, but smart play by Bramble. It was a slow roller. Center came up and made the play, so really smart for Bramble to just kind of put on the brakes at second. Hodge now 5-for-8 in this tournament with two runs scored and a couple of RBIs. She's been big for the Lions all all year long, Dave. Making a case for that all-tournament team. Coming up is Woodyard. Woodyard flied to center. Her first time up. Runners at first and second. And now Sean Hendrickson is going to head out to the mound. And it looks like we're going to see a change in pitchers. And it could be Cam Bowling. Or it could be what we saw yesterday where he changed the entire defense and kept the pitcher in. Lions doing a good job. Obviously, Wittry had their number yesterday. was outstanding for Transylvania. It is going to be Cameron Bowling, Dave. And... Tip of the cap to the Lions offense, coming in here, being aggressive, putting the pressure on them. Seven hits, three runs against uh, Witchery, so really good job. And then here comes one of the best pitchers in the league in Cam Bowling out of the bullpen. So Cam Bowling will be the new pitcher taking the place of C.C. Witchery. The, for the first time this year, Chris, the Lions break through on Witchery. 
They do. I mean, they had really good at-bats in the game, two in the regular season, left several on. And uh, today they were able to get those timely base hits. Obviously, with the errors for Transylvania, we were able to get a couple runs across. And we'll see what we can do against Cameron Bowling. We did pretty well against her yesterday, but we know she's a heck of a pitcher for Transylvania. Well, when we come back, we'll tell you about bowling after this timeout. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, whether it's spirit wear, gifts, or snacks. But the Roar Store is more. They offer everything from notebooks to laundry detergent, even brake fluid and tire repair, plus a wide range of food and drink. And it's just a walk away. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Well, Wittry has gone to second base, taking the place of Becca Messing. And replacing her on the mound is Cam Bowling. Bowling yesterday against the Lions, pitched three innings. Gave up five hits, six runs, all of them earned, struck out four, walked four. But on the year, bowling a 2.66 ERA, 15 and 7 on the season. The senior right-hander in 129 innings gave up 102 hits, 57 runs, 49 of them earned, struck out 157, and walked 58 on the year. And she will be coming up to face Grace Woodyard, then Rachel Gabbard, one out here in the inning as Wittry is out. The Lions have runners at first and second. Bramble at second, Hodge at first, and Woodyard, who flied to center, is up to the plate with one down here in the inning. Bowling walks into a situation where the Lions have done well against her this year. And the pitch to Woodyard is down low for a ball. One to know the count. We were wondering who was going to go to the bullpen first, Dave. And like you said, the Lions offense did their job, and it is Cam Bowling out of the bullpen for the Transylvania Pioneers first. And the 1-0, that's a strike down the heart of the plate. This is why we talked about how I felt Hendrickson was in a jam with his pitching because if Wittry got knocked out, he had to turn to Bowling, and the Lions have complete confidence in their ability to get to Bowling. And that pitch down low and inside. Woodyard backed out of the batter's box, 2-1. and one. And Bowling pitched several innings yesterday. She obviously went against the Lions, and then game two in the elimination game, she actually had to go against Franklin as well. Check at the count now, 3-0. and oh. One down, Bowling. Pitch swung on, fouled straight back. Woodyard had the green light on 3-0, and oh, and it makes it 3-1. and one. That's a couple times here in this tournament where Goddard has given Gracie Woodyard the green light on 3-0. It's not just her. She's given it to a couple other players, too. 3-1 and one the count. Runners at first and second, one down. Pitch to the plate, swung on it, fouled back again. Hate to say this, but Woodyard just under that pitch. <laughs> Got speed on the bases and uh, Hodge and Bramble, so if... 
Gracie can deliver out here in the outfield. It should be one, and then Hodge should be able to get up to third. Payoff pitch to the plate. Swung on. Fly ball on the infield. Coming in is Walker at first base to take it between first and the mound. Two away. Runners have to hold, and that brings up Rachel Gabbard. Good job by Bowling to and come in and get a punch out right there. Easy out. Up to first. And we are contractually obligated to say hello to Annette Hagedorn because every time we do, it seems like her granddaughter, Rachel Gabbard, comes through with a big hit. So Gabbard, who came through with an RBI single her last time up and came around to score two outs, swings, and pops that foul over to the first base side, but out of play, 0-1. Gabbard's had herself a heck of a tournament, too. She's three for six, five RBIs for the sophomore Lion first baseman. She's been outstanding all year long. Defensively, she's been solid at first base. And then coming into the tournament, she's hitting 476 in conference play. On one, the count to Rachel. Had a base hit to right center her last time up. And the pitch swung on and missed. Boy, she was going for the downs in left field on that one. 0-2. Bramble at second. Hodge at first. And the 0-2 pitch swung on and lined down the right field line. Fair ball! Down the right field into the corner. Two runs are going to score. Now Hodge is going to hold up. They bobble the ball in the outfield. Now Hodge will come home to score. And it is now 5 to nothing. Mount. Dave, we continue to talk about it. Continue to put pressure on the Transylvania defense and make them make plays. Great at bat by Rachel Gabbert. She was able to take a pitch and poke it down the line on the right field line. Smart base running by Hodge and Bramble as they bobbled the ball in the in the corner. And really good job by Rachel Gabbard just to stick with that 0-2 pitch. That'll be a base hit for Gabbard. She'll get one RBI on the play, Bramble. But then Hodge came around to score on the bobble in right field by none. So the third error of the ball game against Transylvania. And the Lions lead it 5 to nothing, And that brings up to the plate Casey Fincham. And Fincham takes the first pitch for a called strike. Really the story of the game so far, Dave, is the Lions have been able to put the ball in play, caught a couple breaks from Transylvania's defense, and able to get up to a 5 nothing lead. And the pitch swung on, popped up into short right center field. Coming in on the run is none, and she'll grab it for the third out of the inning. So Fincham flies out to right, but in the inning for them out. They pick up two runs on three base hits. One more error by Transylvania, and the Lions leave one on. As we head to the fourth inning of play, it's the Mount 5, Transy, nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. For more than a century, Mount St. Joseph University has prepared nursing leaders who serve their patients with the heart of a lion. Whether entering the nursing field, changing careers, or expanding your professional skills, innovative simulation labs and a variety of clinical sites prepare you to deliver exceptional patient care. With flexible undergraduate and graduate programs taught by highly credentialed faculty, the Mount will help you climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash nursing. Lions lead at 5-0 as we head to the fourth inning of play behind Sarah Miller. 
Your line score here through the first three innings of play for the Lions, five runs on eight hits. They've got the Lions for one error. That can't oh, be. Yeah, on the play from Rachel Gabbard in foul territory. Oh, that's right. Glove. You're right. One error, and the Lions have left three on base. And for Transylvania, no runs, no hits, three errors. They've left nobody on base. Sarah Miller to face the top of the order here in the fourth. Childers, Witchery, and center. Childers flied to left her first time up. Miller, nine up, nine down. And the pitch taken outside a floater ball. I think it's an important at bat inning here for Transylvania bringing up the leadoff and down five nothing. Really haven't done much against Sarah Miller. She's been really good in the circle so far. I think this is a huge momentum sifter in this, in this game, Dave. This a big inning. The next two innings are huge for the Lions, up five to nothing. And the pitch swung on a grounder right back to the mound. Miller grabs it, throws to first in time, one away. Nice play by Sarah Miller for fielding her position. It was a slow roller to her. She was able to take her time, gather it, and throw it over to first for the first out of the inning. That brings to the plate. Now the second baseman, CC Witry. Witry flied to left her first time up. Lions outfield playing at medium depth. Right-handed batter, Witry on the year against the Lions, one for seven. Came in hitting 341 on the year. Fincham playing in about 10 feet in front of the bag at third, and so is Gabbard at first. And the pitch swung on fly ball to left center field coming over his auto on the run. Dives can't get it. It'll bounce up against the fence. The Lions will get it in. There it goes to Hodge. The throw to third. It won't be in time. And sliding into third base with a triple will be Witchery. Fantastic effort by Brooke Otto in center field. She laid out here on the warning track. A ball was hit into right center field. Witchery hit it right on the screws up against the fence and was able to get a triple. But outstanding effort by Brooke Otto putting her body out on the line down here. That's the first hit of the ball game by Transylvania. And it erases ten in a row that Sarah Miller had retired. And it brings up Taylor Center. Center has struck out her first time up. Now you just want to concentrate on get batters out here. If she scores, so what? You're still up 5 nothing. I agree. Miller. With Witchery at third, one away, and that pitch swung on and missed. By center, 0-1 the count. Shuck is on deck. We've talked about this middle three, Chris, and you really need to control them in order to win the game against Transy. 0-1 the count. Miller with Witchery at third. One down, and that pitch swung on and missed again, 0-2. Good job by Sarah to get way ahead in the count here. You got one or two pitches. Don't lay anything over the plate with an 0-2 count. And as we discussed, Cam McCool is going to start to get loose in the bullpen just to be ready if her, her name is called in today's afternoon game. And now Sean Hendrickson trying to break the Lions' momentum. This guy has more meetings with people during a ball game than Congress does when they get together. I agree with what you said as far as with Sarah. <laughs> Concentrate on the batters. Let's focus on outs. We'll give up a run for an out here. You're up 5 nothing. Just don't overpitch here and let your defense continue to make plays for you. 0-2 the count to center. We've said Shuck is on deck. Runner at third is Witchery. In a 5 nothing mount lead here in the fourth. And Miller's pitch to the plate. Outside. Just off the outside corner. 1-2. and two. Good miss, my Sarah. Center 
four for 11 against the Lions this year. Came in hitting 443. Left-handed batter. She is in center field today. And the one-two pitch to the plate. Swung on fly ball into right center field. Going back is Otto. That's going to hit the fence. Otto played it well. Witchery will come in to score. And going into second base with a double is center. Really good job by Transylvania's offense to get going. We talked about it early in this in this inning that this was an important part of the lineup and uh, they've hit two up off the fence for a triple and a double and was able to get on the board here and they brought a lot of juice on that third base dugout and looks like Coach Goddard is going to come out and have a meeting and be interesting to see what she decides to do right here. Well, we're in the fourth inning. Sarah had retired ten in a row. Now, as you said, Chris, she's given up a triple and a double to right center field and Annie Shuck will be coming up. It's a five to one ball game. And Transy trying to come back here in the fourth inning. Chuck popped out to second, and Beth Goderwitz has had her say. She'll go back into the first base dugout and remain with Sarah Miller. But Annie Shuck is at the plate. Shuck hitting 449. We said popped out to second. Hit the home run yesterday. Talked about center being number one in the country in doubles and Able to tack on another one right there. That's her 35th RBI of the year for center, by the way. She's at second base, still one away in a 5-1 to one ball game, and that pitch to Shuck is outside for a ball. Sarah has run into problems before and been able to get out of it, and this is one of those situations where... Beth Goderwitz is hoping she just pitches her way out of it. One down, the 1-0 pitch to the plate. Called strike at the knees, 1-1. Good job by Sarah. Just stay continued into the moment. No, Nothing's hurt here. They've got a triple and a double. They've only got one run. Try to get an out or two here and see if we can't get out of this inning with anything less than a run. 1-1 one and one the count to Shuck and the pitch swung on line to left field but that'll go foul and out of play up against the screen and then bounces over on the other side of the screen so it's count now one and two Shuck a dangerous hitter there's no doubt about it scouting report is you just jam her as much as you can we attempted that yesterday and she got one up in and yep. was able to drive it over the left field fence one and two the count to Shuck and the pitch, change up, called strike three, and Shuck knew it. She just turned and walked away. Big time pitch by Sarah Miller right there. We talked about her just staying to the grind, and there was a big punch out for the second out of the inning. Third strike out of the ball game. Make a fourth strike out of the ball game for Sarah Miller. And it brings up with two down, Abby Frazier. Frazier fouled out to first base when Hodge came over and took it away from him. Gabbard at first. Two down, runner still at second and center. Miller into the wind and the pitch. Swung on, popped foul and out of play over the third base side. Fincham gave chase, but no chance she was going to get that. Owen won the count. Allison O'Dell is on deck. Frazier, right-handed batter, the third baseman. Another dangerous hitter for the Pioneers. And the pitch to the plate. Change up. 
bounced in front of the plate. Ivers got in front of it, but taking third on the play is center. Nice heads-up play by center. Looks like he just got up into the dirt and got behind Ivers, and center is able to move up to third. But, again, two outs, nothing hurt. Worry about the batter right here. Ball went in the dirt. That'll be a wild pitch. And the count to Frazier is one and one. Miller into the line with a runner at third, two outs, and that pitch is lying foul past Hendrickson in the third base coach's box again. And the count one and two. He's definitely getting his workout in, man. He keeps pointing to him. Quit hitting it at me and put it out into the field of play. You know, we saw this yesterday, though, Chris, because what happened with Transylvania against Sarah was they either swung and missed or they lined it foul down the third base side. They were way out in front of her changeup. Two-strike pitch with two outs to Frazier. Miller into the line. Runner third pitch swung on and lined down the left field line, and that'll go foul again, again. Pull it down the left. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what Coach Goddard decides to do if Sarah's able to get out of this inning. Because, I mean, we got to remember she went full seven innings. If she can get through here on the fourth, I mean, that's 11 innings within 24 hours of Transy seeing what Sarah's got. You've got an all-region pitcher in the bullpen. It'll be interesting to see what she does. So, Frazier, 0 for 1 in the ball game, Down in the count, 1 and 2. With two outs, pitch, outside and high, 2 and 2. Can't speak enough of what Sarah Miller's done, obviously, in her four-year career, but just this weekend alone with getting Anderson and then obviously what she did yesterday and what she's doing today, she's been outstanding in the circle for the Lions. Chris, her body language is telling me she's just about done. Two strikes and the pitch to the plate. Pitch swung on, grounded foul again past Hendrickson down the left field line. Just in this inning alone, think about... Two hard-hit balls that are in play. Obviously, several hard-hit balls down the left-field line, so they're starting to kind of catch on to her right now. Yep. But they haven't caught up to her enough because of the fact that they're still lining those foul balls, getting out in front of those pitches. Yeah, you made a good comment, though, her body language. I mean, you got to say yep. the kid's thrown tons of innings so far. Two-strike pitch, swung on, grounded past the bag at third, foul, and Fincham, a nice backhanded stab. But it'll stay foul, and the count remains one and two. Yeah, I would be shocked Sarah gets out of this inning, if she can, that we might see Cam McCool in the fifth. Frazier, two strikes. She's followed off three in a row. Miller into the wind with a runner at third. Two out pitch to the plate. Swung on and missed. Frazier strikes out to end the inning. Five Ks in the ball game for Sarah Miller, but in the inning for Transy, they pick up one run on two hits. They leave a runner on as we head to the bottom of the fourth. It's the Mount 5, Transy 1 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. In a world where cancer is almost a daily part of the news, one cancer isn't heard about enough. Oral cancers are increasing in the U.S., and as in my own case, most people know little about them. Like many, I thought that this was a cancer that impacted much older people who had used tobacco most of their lives. While that's still a problem, the fastest-growing segment of the people developing oral cancers are young non-smokers. A very common virus, one responsible for the vast majority of cervical cancers, is now identified as a cause of this rapid rise in oral cancers. Thankfully, in a fast, inexpensive, and painless visual and tactile screening, a medical or dental professional can often identify early-stage disease. So please... 
The next time you visit your dentist or your medical doctor, ask for this simple screening. Finding oral cancer in its earliest stages may save your life. Dave Mitchell, Chris Morris back here at Hall Field in Lexington, Kentucky, Transylvania University. Lions on top of it, heading into the bottom of the fourth inning, 5-1. to one. And coming up for the Lions in the inning, the top of the order, Aaliyah Tucker, Brooke Otto, and Elizabeth Ivers. Got to respond right here back to Transylvania, was able to get one back. You got the top of the lineup, you got to respond if you're the Lions offense. And a huge strikeout for Sarah Miller right there. She's been outstanding. Absolutely. Six strikeouts. We'll see what happens with her in the next inning. Cam McCool's ready to come in, and we'll see what Beth Goddard decides to do coming up in the top half of the fifth inning. But right now, Aaliyah Tucker takes that first pitch, backs away from a high and tight fastball, 1-0. Tuck has doubled in a run and flied to right. So she is one for two on the day. Right-handed batter swings, fouls it back and out of play. And the count evens up at one and one. Is there anything that Aaliyah Tucker does not do well? I haven't seen her sell anything in the concession stand yet, so I'm not sure. One-one pitch to the plate. I pitch down low, two and one. If you're looking across the conference standing, she's up in the top in every single category. Kid's been outstanding in her four-year career here at the Mount. She's literally done everything. Great shortstop. People people forget she wasn't even recruited here for her offense. She was recruited here for her defense, and her offense has been off the charts all four years. Nationally, she's eighth in the nation in doubles, 14th in stolen bases with 28. Plays a stellar short, as you said. Pitch the plate swung on. Fly ball goes out into center field, coming in the center fielder center, and takes it for the first out of the inning. Big out by Cam Bowling to be able to get Aaliyah to pop up to center. Pretty easy play for center in center, and that's the first out of the inning. Brooke Otto up to the plate now. She doubled to dead center field in the first inning and then popped out to first. One for two for the tournament. Two for eight. Otto came in hitting 290, and that pitch backs her away. Right-handed batter, the senior. Ahead in the count, 1-0. Talked about one of the most important moves that the Lions made in the in the season was taking Brooke, putting her into center field. She's been outstanding defensively. And that pitch called strike over the inside corner. Yeah, we talked about the Wally Pip problem out in left field when Casey Bramble took over left field because Allie Lang injured herself and Bramble played so well, Lang had no way to get back into the lineup. And the one one swung on and lined into left field, but it'll go foul into the bullpen. Boy, she really hammered that ball, but it went foul, one and two. The disadvantage of being under the scoreboard, I believe it's one and one, I'm sorry, is not being able to see the ball strikes and they don't put them on the live stream. That pitch check swing by Otto, and they're going to say she went too far. It was one and two, and the strikeout completed as the ball went in the dirt, and Weaver tagged Otto out at home plate, so two down. Nice job by Bowling on the punch out right there. Two big outs with the one-two punch of Tucker and Otto and see if she can't get offers here to get out of the inning and get Transy back into the dugout. First strikeout issued by Bowling in the game, and it brings up Elizabeth Ivers with two down. Ivers has popped a short and struck out, but that was against Wittry. Mount on top, 5-1, to one, and that pitch is outside. 
Cam McCool is not in the bullpen right now, which is unusual. That pitch hangs inside, but a called strike, one and one. She's pretty much been down there yesterday and today the entire time, so we will be interested to see what happens as we go into the top of the fifth. Yeah, she's been in that bullpen so long she could have changed her mailing address to the bullpen. (laughs) One and one the count. Swung on, fly ball, left field coming over is the left fielder Walker, and she can't get it up against the screen. What an effort by Walker. She actually... Jumped up onto the fence and tried to stick her glove out into foul territory to come back with that. So outstanding effort by the left fielder. We saw in the ESPN Top 10 this morning that catch that a girl made in one of the softball games. I don't know who it was from, but she went right over the fence in right field and took back a home run. Now we've got time called. They're going to check on her, make sure she's okay. Sean Hendrickson. Looks like she's okay. She's walking it off. But I'll tell you, Sean Hendrickson reminds me of Mike Hargrove. He's a human rain delay. He delays a ball game more than anybody you've ever seen, other than Mike Hargrove, who took time in the batter's box all the time. There's another pitcher warming up in the bullpen for Transylvania. So two strikes against Ivers. Miller is on deck. Two down here. In the fourth inning. And that pitch swung on and grounded past the mound. Coming in shoulders and short. Throw to first in time to get Ivers. And that will end the inning for the mound. But they lead it 5-1. to one, Heading into the fifth on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Sport is the common denominator in the world. And if there's any place where there's equality, it's really in sports. RISE stands for the Ross Initiative in Sports for Equality. We're dedicated to promoting understanding, respect, and equality in sports and beyond. With the country struggling with race, we believe it's time for the sports industry to come together and really unite the nation. We want people to speak up, take the pledge, and rise up against racism. I pledge. I pledge to treat everyone with respect, respect, and dignity. I will not tolerate discrimination or harassment of any kind. I will speak up. Speak up whenever I know discrimination is happening. And I will stand up. Get up. Rise up for victims. Take the pledge at risetowin.org. Beth Goddard rolling the dice. She's going with Sarah Miller again in this inning, heading into the fifth. It is five to one mount, and coming up, the six, seven, and eight hitters scheduled for Transylvania, Odell, Nunn, and Walker. Miller ran into problems in the last inning, giving up a couple of hits, a couple of bombs into right center field, but then she settled down, struck out two in a row to end the inning. She's got five Ks in the ball game. But just her body language, Chris, in the last inning told me that she's starting to run out of gas. Be interesting to see how this inning plays out. Got the bottom of the lineup coming up. Obviously, nobody's got a hit on her yet, so we just kind of play it out, give the ball to the senior, and tell her to go get the job done. So Odell, 
popped to center and the last time up on a great play by Brooke Otto takes that first pitch down low for a ball. Miller peers in for the sign. Lions lead it 5-1 to one in this championship game. And the 1-0. Swung on and missed. Nice pitch on the inside corner by Sarah, 1-1. Really important for Sarah to get a couple quick outs here. Have a quick inning here, see if she can't get a couple extra runs by the Lions offense. Obviously she's done a really good job in a circle with only giving up two hits. One ball, one strike to none. 0 for 1 in the ball game. Check out Odell, I'm sorry, in that pitch. Taken down low. Did he call it a strike? But it was. Two and one the count to Odell. Into the line to Miller. To Odell, and that pitch swung on and lined foul down the left field line. Out of play. Another and hard hit ball down the left field line, Dave. Two and two. You know, if we asked Sarah after the ball game, if we asked Miller after the game, were you tired? She would never say yes. Now, the kid's got a heart of a line, and she would want nobody else but herself in this moment right now. McCool is about as ready as you can get. She's not even throwing in the bullpen, but down there. And that pitch swung on and grounded wide of third and foul past Fincham. She's just, yeah, she's pausing a few, watching a couple pitches, maybe throwing, just staying loose. But you know Cam McCool is biting at the bit to get out there. You know, we're under the scoreboard out in right center field where it's shady, but out on that field you can tell it's hot. I'm glad Trancy's in the black uniforms today and we're in the white. Two-strike pitch to the leadoff hitter here in the fifth inning. Odell. And the pitch to the plate. Swung on a miss. Strike three. Got Odell to chase something up in the zone and was able to get the strikeout for Sarah as she continues to roll on into this afternoon's ball game. Six Ks, three in a row. Alyssa Nunn. Struck out by Miller. Brings up Alyssa Nunn. Bounced to short. Her last time up, 0 for 1. 1 for 10 on the year against the Lions. Right-handed batter. The right fielder. And the pitch to the plate swung on and popped into left field. Going back Tucker. That's going to drop in for a base hit down the left field line. But... Bramble was right on it and got it back in in a hurry, holding none to a single. Just got out to the early part of the left field in between Bramble and Tucker. Fell in for the single, and Transylvania's got something brewing here in the top of the fifth. Third hit of the ball game by Transy. Runner at first base, and it brings up Stella Walker. Walker struck out her last time up. Came in the freshman, hitting 344 on the year. Lions lead it by four, and the pitch to the plate is down low. Backhanded stop by Ivers, 1-0. Big moment in this ballgame, Dave. Messing is on deck. And the pitch to the plate swung on. Fly ball, center field, going back. Brooke Otto to her right. Measures it, grabs it, holds the runner at first, two down. Sarah continues to battle, continues to get out. Brooke Otto makes it casual in center field four for the second out of the inning. And brings up Becca Messing. Messing struck out her last time up. 0 for 1. 
came in hitting 284 left-handed batter. Top of the order is coming up in Lexi Childers if Messing can keep it alive. Runner still at first base in none. And the two-out pitch to the plate is upstairs. Big out for Sarah if she can get it. You don't want to see the top of the lineup for the third time, especially with a runner and runner on. So if she can grady out this out, it'll be interesting to see what we do going into the sixth. One or no the count. Miller peering in for the sign. And the pitch to the plate swung on. Pop foul over the third base side. Fincham gives chase and can't get it as she turned her back to the infield and tried to catch it over her shoulder and couldn't come away with it. That may be the second error of the ball game against the Lions. We'll see how they score that. Good effort for her, but looked like she did have a little bit of room up against the fence. Got a glove on it and just bounced out as a try to do a basket catch down there on the third baseline. So the count one and one to Messing. And the pitch to the plate. Called strike over the outside corner one and two. Well, they have not issued an error as of yet. One and two the count. That was a difficult play for Fincham. Two outs. Runner still at first base. In none. And the two-strike pitch swung on and dropped foul over near the third base dugout again. Count stays one and two. You think Gracie Woodger's out here listening to us? She told us at the hotel the other night that when he gets quiet, she can hear what we're talking about. She just wonders if we're talking about her or one of her other teammates. <laughs> one and two the count. And the pitch upstairs, two and two. Yeah, Gracie also told us that she gets a little bored out in right field sometimes. We told her that was okay. Yeah. She didn't have any activity on Thursday. Then yesterday she had a couple of plays, and today she's had just the one. 2-2 pitch, swung on, and papped right back to the mound, and catching it in the air is Sarah Miller to end the inning here in the fifth. So no runs on, one base hit, no mound errors, and Transy leaves one on. We head to the bottom of the fifth. It's 5-1 mound over Transy in the championship game on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Do you want to grow as a leader? Mount St. Joseph University offers a flexible master's degree in organizational leadership. Classes meet about one Saturday a month. Climb higher and become the leader you were meant to be. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash msol. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, whether it's spirit wear, gifts, or snacks. But the Roar Store is more. They offer everything from notebooks to laundry detergent, even brake fluid and tire repair, plus a wide range of food and drink. And it's just a walk away. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Well, the Lions leading here by a score of 5-1 to one as we head into the bottom of the fifth inning. And for the Mount, Sarah Miller, Casey Bramble, and Maya Hodge will be the scheduled three hitters. Sarah Miller has gone the first five. Camacool barely threw a pitch down the bullpen in that last inning, but you know she's ready. And now Miller will come to the plate. Today, Sarah, 
infield single and struck out looking. So she's one for two in the tournament. Three for nine, hitting 333. Even I can figure up that one. <laughs> what was it the other day we were trying to figure up career records and I had you on the calculator while I was reading numbers off to you and felt like an accountant. <laughs> Miller will lead it off here in the bottom of the fifth, and that pitch backs her off the plate. She turns away from the pitch, 1-0. Sarah, she was happy she broke that strikeout streak. And that pitch is just below the knees, and Bowling raised her hands at the umpire like, what in the world is going to be a strike? Now she walks off the back of the mound, 2-0 the count. And the pitch to the plate swung on grounded past the mound and into center field for a base hit by Sarah Miller. Sarah Miller continues to do everything for the Lions, dominating the circle, and now she's got a single up the middle to get on here in the bottom of the fifth. Home plate umpire is going out, and I think he wanted to have a word with Bowling, but I'll tell you one thing, Chris. Bowling gave in to Miller on that pitch. That pitch that was the second ball, she wanted it to call it strike, and she laid that one right down the middle, and Miller delivered it into center for a base hit. Now it brings up Casey Bramble. The home plate umpire went right out into the circle. I'm not sure he said anything to Bowling, but now Bramble squares the bunt, bunts it foul. She hasn't been able to lay that ball down here today. Mount's been pretty good all year being able to put down that sack bunt, so hopefully Bramble can get this thing down, get Sarah to second with only one out. Bramble, 0-1 the count. On deck is Hodge, and that pitch is down low. One and one the count. Lions did this yesterday, jumped right on top of Transy and ended up winning at six to two. Today they're up five to one. That pitch, a strike at the belt. One and two. Looks like we called off the sack bun attempt and just gonna let Bramble hit away right here. So Bramble, when the ball game tripled and then reached on a fielder's choice, she scored two runs today. Right-handed batter, that pitch swung on, fouled straight back, had a big cut at a belt-high fastball. This count stays one and two. Really excited to see what Casey Bramble can do. A couple more years in a Lions uniform. Hard worker, been outstanding this year in her sophomore campaign. Bramble. Levels the aluminum. That pitch, check swing on a pitch up high. And the count now two and two. Well, she had an idea about going after that high pitch, but laid off of it. Two and two the count. Nobody down. Miller at first. Pitch to the plate. Swung on. Fouled down the right field side. On top of the dugout and out of play. Boy, Chris, the groundskeeper that we were talking about in pregame has got maybe the best seat in the house right out there by the bullpen. He's all relaxed. He's got his African hat on and has his, has his legs up getting a tan here today. He got his work in early this morning. <laughs> that pitch swung on and missed. Casey feeling for that one. Strikes out swinging. Yeah, Brent, uh, Bowling was able to get her to chase something out on the outside corner. Bowling's really came in and did a nice job for Transylvania here, Dave. Second strike out of the ball game by Bowling. One away, and it brings up Hodge. 
Hodge, right-handed batter. She has reached on air and singled. Well, two singles, excuse me. That's what they had them. And that pitch has popped out to short to Childers. Miller thought it was going to go out. Got caught off first base, and Childers throws the first to complete the double play. So for the mount in the inning, they get no runs on one base hit, and they leave nobody on base. We head to the sixth. It's 5-1 the mount on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Where are you headed? Where would you like to go? New Heights, right? That's why you're going to college in the first place. At Mount St. Joseph University, we integrate academic excellence, real-world experience, and individual attention so that you can go further than you ever thought possible. In fact, over 96% of our graduates over the past three years were employed or pursuing graduate studies within six months of graduation. Are you ready to climb higher? Begin your ascent at msj.edu. Beth Goddard is going to go to the bullpen. It's Cam McCool coming in to try to seal this one away in the last two innings. The mount up 5-1. to Sarah Miller, great job by her again today. Five innings pitched, gave up just three hits, one run, struck out six, and Chris for the second consecutive day in 12 innings of pitching against Transy did not give up a walk. So happy for Sarah Miller, the way that she performed in this conference tournament. She deserves it. She's the senior. We gave her the ball, and she took care of business for us. Cam McCool comes into the ball game with an ERA of 1.14. She is 13-4 and on the year. This will be her 23rd appearance. She's got three saves on the year in 117 innings of work, 71 hits. She's given up 34 runs, 19 of them earned, 156 strikeouts. That's a single-season record for the mound, 43 walks. She's given up two home runs on the year, and opponents are hitting just 173 against her. And it's going to be leading it off for Transy, the top of the order, Childers, Whitry, and Center. Childers against Miller, left-handed batter, was 0 for 2 in the ballgame. And McCool, her first pitch since Thursday, is swung on and... Fouled down the left field side, but going over is Bramble near the fence. Takes it in for the first out of the inning. Picture perfect start for Cam McCool. One pitch, one out. Let her get settled in and try to get these last five outs as the Lions look to capture the championship on Saturday afternoon. Boy, Childers didn't even wait to see a pitch from McCool. She went right after the first one, and the first out of the inning is registered, and it brings up CeCe Wittry, who tripled her last time up, came around to score the only transy run. Witchery right-handed batter against McCool, and that pitch is a strike at the knees. We talked about how dominant came McCool's bench. He ranks 15th in the country in strikeouts. Got that all-region first-team award. Been really good for the Lions in the circle. And the 0-1 pitch is just off the outside corner, 1-1. We don't get to see it from this angle too much, Dave, but Ivers just does an outstanding job of framing pitches. 
McCool has probably thrown three games in the last two days <laughs> in the bullpen. And now she's into the ball game. That pitch swung on, pop foul up the first base side, dropping the mask as Ivers grabs it for the second out of the inning. Good job by Ivers. Popped up right behind home plate, was able to get the mask off, get it out of the way, and get the second out of the inning. Two up, two foul outs. Anna brings up to the plate Taylor Center. Center doubled up the right center field gap her last time up, drove home the only run of the ball game, and struck out. She's one for two. Left-handed hitter against McCool. Lions here in the sixth, leading at 5-1. to one. The wind in the pitch. That is a strike over the inside part of the plate, 0-1. Center, crouch in the left side of the batter's box. Up close to the plate. McCool's 0-1. That's upstairs, 1-1. Boy, you just cannot say enough. And now the questions start. If the Lions can hold on here, who's the player of the tournament? Gabbard or Miller? That pitch swung on, fouled straight back. Can you give it to two people? Because they've both been outstanding. What Miller's done in the circle, it's been great. And Gabbard's delivered time and time again on the offensive side. Total team effort by the Lions here this weekend. Oh, it has been. Two strikes, two outs. Center. Swings and fouls it back. Count stays one and two. Hodge at second base twirled after that pitch was fouled back. She thought it was strike three. (laughs) McCool on the rubber and the two-strike pitch low and outside for a ball two and two. Cam has been having troubles with her changeup and the control over the past few games, but, boy, she can come in and blaze that fastball right by you. Two and two the count. And the pitch swung on, popped into short left field, going back as Tucker battling the sun. She'll take it a couple of steps back on the outfield grass. The Lions are three outs away from a tournament championship. We head to the bottom of the fifth, sixth inning of play. It is five to one mount on ultimatesportstalk.com. Think of the NCAA as a spirit squad, cheering for student athletes at every big event and every small one. We'd be there in the classroom, at graduation, at their first job interview. Okay, so don't think of us as a spirit squad. Think of us as a mascot. Well, just know we're always there for student-athletes. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. As we head into the bottom of the six, that is five to one mount. And for the Lions, Woodyard, Gabbard, Fincham. Here in the bottom of the sixth inning of play. 
Now the tension starts to rise. <laughs> I was going to say, Dave, you look at it, you're only three outs away from an NCAA regional appearance, first time since 2003. and Long way to go, but it looks like a it's short right way to go, too. Long way to go, short way to go. Woodyard, fly to center, pop to first. 0 for 2. Came in hitting 1 for 4 with a couple of walks, two runs scored. The senior, never been on a losing team in high school or college. And that pitch is upstairs for a ball. Gracie won two state titles in high school and obviously two regular season championships. We're here with the Mountain. The only thing left on her resume and this senior class's resume is getting this tournament championship win. 1-0, swung on, foul back and out of play over the first base dugout, 1-1. Talk about a senior class that's really turned the program around. They will go down as the winningest class in program history, obviously on this big 16-game winning streak, and really done their job over the last four years as far as flipping the script on this softball program. 1-1 pitch to the plate, swung on, fouled over near the first base side, going over to Shuck, and she'll take it for the first out of the inning. Nice play by Shuck, got up into the on deck circle and made the out for bowling. And I can't speak enough of what bowling's been able to do since she came in. Yeah, this is the best that we've seen bowling throw against the mount. It's almost a flip-flop of yesterday. Bowling struggled a little bit. They brought Whitry in. She was able to close the door on the offense. Same thing today, just reversed. We were able to get after Whitry. Here comes bowling shutting the door. And Gabbard pops it up on the infield. Childers calling for it between short and the mound. Takes it. And there's two outs in the inning. Two up, two down, and it brings to the plate Casey Fincher, who reached on an error, fly to right, 0 for 2 in the game. Bowling, who came out of the bullpen, takes that, puts that pitch inside and high to Fincher, backs away from it. Bowling came in in the third inning. Lions finally had an answer for C.C. Wittry. And the 1-0 swung on and missed by Fincham. Here's an interesting stat. If the Lions hold on and win this game, it'll be the first conference loss of the year for Wittry. Outstanding. She, she's been great. 1-1 pitch swung on and grounded to short. Childers to her left. Bobbles it, picks it up, throws to first. Not in time to get Fincham. And Tuck's going to get another at bat. Aaliyah Tucker will come to the plate. Looked like a ball hit right back to Childers. That's short, and she was able to gather it. Just bounced up off her glove, and that split second, Fincham was able to get down the first baseline and get on. And Transylvania was hoping to get that final out against Fincham, but here comes Aaliyah Tucker up. That's the fourth error of the game committed by Transy's defense today. You would not have expected that coming in. I wouldn't have. Like I said, they've been good all year long, second in the HCAC, and the airs are really going to come back to haunt them depending on how this game shakes out. Tucker, right-handed batter. Aaliyah has doubled, and in between fly to center, fly to right. One for three on the day. She is three for 11 in the tournament. And that first pitch is outside for a ball, 1-0. Fincham at first base. Tucker looking out at bowling. And the 1-0 squared to bunt. Lucked at it go out over the outside corner for a called strike. 1-1. One one. You said Aaliyah Tucker was a le- 3 of 11 on the weekend, Dave? Yep. 
Lions up to offense, this point. The Lions offense have been able to roll even with her getting going. That pitch upstairs for a ball, two and one. Aliyah's got two runs in the tourney. Drove in a run today on that double. She's got one stolen base. Pitch to the plate, swung on, lined into center field for a base hit by Tucker. Fincham will go to second and hold right there. And it brings up Brooke Otto. Good job by Aliyah. Finding a pitch, he can drive out to center field. Fincham advances up to second. Tucker's able to get on to first, and we bring up Brooke Otto with runners on first and second. Two hits, back-to-back hits by the Lions. Looks like we're going to have a pinch runner potentially for Casey Fincham at second. And my guess is it's probably going to be Haley Johnson because she's usually the second one. Looks like number 12. And that's going to be Caitlin Leslie. So Leslie's going to come out and run. So Leslie will be at second base. So Leslie into the ball game, pinch running for Fincham. She is at second. So a lot of speed on the bases right now. With Tucker at first, Leslie at second, and the pitch to Otto with two outs is a ball inside. Otto today doubled, popped to first, struck out. And a huge catch in center field. Huge catch. Early in this ball game. And the 1-0 to Brooke. Outside, but a called strike over the corner. 1-1 one and one the count now. Ivers is on deck. 5-1, to one, the mount leads it here in the bottom of the sixth inning. And the pitch to the plate, low and outside, 2-1. and one. If you're the Lions, you would sure like to have a base hit here by Otto to score an extra run here going into that top of the seventh. We know how dangerous that Transylvania lineup can be. We've held them down to three hits, but they can get going quick. Check swing by Otto, but it's a taken for a strike. And the count evens up at 2-2. Two and two. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Two runners on. Leslie at second. Tucker at first. And the pitch swung on and missed by Otto. Strike three. So in the inning for the Lions, they pick up no runs on one hit. One more transier. Lions leave two on. Mount is three outs away from a regional berth. Your score. The Lions, five, Transy one on UltimateSportsTalk.com. There are over 360,000 NCAA student-athletes. And just about all of us will be going pro in something other than sports. The NCAA reminds us to ask ourselves, what will we do? Over the last 100 years, the NCAA has helped millions of student-athletes find their power outside the field, court, and rink. NCAA, celebrating 100 years of student-athlete. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, like when you need a textbook. Students can order books exclusively online that they can pick up at the Roar Store through our new eCampus site. eCampus includes two different shipping options. 
Free online shipping to textbook delivery hub located in the Roar store or delivered to your off-campus residence. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Well, here we go. Three outs away from a Heartland Conference Tournament Championship. The first since 2003, and the Lions will be facing with Cam McCool, the middle of the order, Shuck, Frazier, Odell. Shuck will lead it off. She is fouled out near first base and struck out. 0 for 2 in the game. Cam McCool, her second inning of work, looking to pull this thing out for the Lions. You can tell there's some butterflies out on the field right now, and that pitch <laughs> swung on and missed by Shuck. 0-1 the count. Can you imagine what Coach Goddard is feeling right now? She's been a nervous wreck this oh, entire <laughs> trip. The 0-1 pitch to the plate. Just on the outside corner, 0-2. Really good job by Cam. To get ahead here, you don't want to give Transylvania any momentum. We've really kind of kept it to even kill most of this game, so really important to get this first batter. McCool, ahead in the count, two strikes. And the pitch. Swung on and missed, strike three. They're two away from the championship. Three pitch, strikeout, Cam McCool. Added to another one of the other strikeout for the season, and she's coming in and doing an outstanding job and was able to get her to chase up something into the zone, and we're two outs away, Dave. Abby Frazier comes up. She is fouled to first and struck out. One down here in the inning. The Lions lead it 5-1. to one. Lions knocking on the door of a regional berth. And the pitch swung on and missed. 0-1. I mean, you could tell Maya Hodge. She just continues she- to pace right there at second base. McCool into the wind. The 0-1 pitch. Squaring to bunt is T- Frazier, and she bunts it foul, 0-2. Be interesting to ask Coach Goddard after the game. The weekend nearly went perfect for her as far as the plan, the execution, and kind of how everything wanted to stack out into these games. 0-2 the count. McCool to Frazier. The pitch of the plate swung on foul straight back. Boy, Frazier just got a piece of that one, and the count stays 0-2. One away, two strikes on Frazier. Odell is on deck. And the pitch to the plate. Swung on and missed! Strike three. Game continues to set him up, set him down, and she's doing what she does best and striking out. And we got one out away, Dave, from a HCAC championship. The designated player, number seven, Allison Odell. Odell. Slide to center on a great play by Brooke Otto and struck out 0 for 2. Lions one out away. Pitch down low for a ball. 1 and 0 the count. SID Blake Watson just sitting there right next to the dugout ready to capture every moment if we can get this last out. The 1-0 pitch now to Odell. Swung on. Fly ball. Second base. Hodge underneath it. And it is the Heartland Conference Championship. The Mount St. Joseph Lions. 
The Lions win it here this afternoon by a final score of 5-1. to one. And the coaching staff is going bonkers here in Lexington. They have won the title on Transylvania's home field. Unbelievable, Dave. This team deserves everything they got. Look at the coaching staff celebrating. It's an unbelievable moment for these kids. Just an outstanding tournament for the Lions here today and the entire weekend as they win three in a row and win the Heartland Conference Tournament Championship. And now we can really start talking about regional play next week. Yeah, they were able to capture this automatic bid. and Unbelievable weekend. It's been a joy of a ride this whole season, and the season's not over. you still got work to do, and there's a chance that you can make some serious run at the regional next weekend. Absolutely. The Lions win it here this afternoon by a final score of 5-1. to one. They're your 2021 Heartland Conference champions. Chris and I will be back with the awards ceremony, interviews with the players and coaches after this timeout. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy. And now, I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we can take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside. Ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Keep moving! Dayton Children's. Experts you trust. Caring for the children you love. They say that great teams are built on teamwork, unity, and camaraderie. They say that great teams succeed when everyone's voice is heard, when everyone's included. Laugh together, build together, lift each other up. They say it takes a lot of hard work to be a great team. So we say, let's get to it. St. Joseph University, our mission is to provide students with an affordable, world-class education in a safe, comfortable, private school setting. Nearly 100% of our incoming undergraduate students receive scholarships, grants, or financial aid. And with small class sizes and a 98% undergraduate career placement rate, the Mount leads the way in educational value and student success. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. So the Lions win it here this afternoon by a final score of 5-1. to one. They are dishing out the championship t-shirts, the hats, the whole nine yards here this afternoon for the Mount. They are your 2021 Heartland Conference Championship softball team as they have now won 17 in a row. They are 30 and 8 on the season and they came into this tournament on the field of Transylvania ranked second in the conference. They got the number two seed because of the tiebreakers and evident and eventually ended up beating Transylvania here at Hall Field two days in a row 
to win the championship. And today, they won it five to one. Yesterday, they won it six to two. They took Transy on their own home field. Your final line score here today for Mount St. Joseph. Five runs on ten hits, one error. The Lions in the ball game left six on base. And for Transylvania, they were really hamstrung by Sarah Miller and Cam McCool. One run on three hits, four errors in the ball game, and Transylvania left two on base here this afternoon. Your winning pitcher, Sarah Miller, outstanding effort by Sarah. Five innings of pitching, gave up just one run on three hits, struck out six, and didn't walk a batter for the second consecutive day. She went the complete game yesterday, seven innings. She went five innings today, so in 12 innings of pitching for Sarah, she did not walk a batter, and the Lions win it here today. Cam McCool came in to slam the door shut on Transylvania. She pitched the last two innings, the sixth and the seventh, struck out two, did not give up a hit in the ball game. CeCe Wittry started for Transylvania. She went two and a third inning. She'll take the loss, her first loss in the conference this year. She gave up five runs on seven hits, four of them earned, struck out two in the ball game, and then Cam Bowling came in. She went the last three and two-thirds innings. She gave up three hits, struck out three in the ball game, but no runs. It was really Transylvania's defense that was destructive to their opportunity here today as the Lions win it by a final score of 5-1. to one. But it was those four errors by Transylvania that really killed any chance that they had in the ballgame. When you look at what happened, they committed the two errors in the second inning of play, and the Lions came through with three runs in that second to take a 3-1 to one lead. And then in the third inning, they picked up another two runs, on an error in the third inning. That was their third error of the ball game. And the Lions led it by a score of 5-1. to one. Transylvania eventually picked up a run in the fourth inning on a triple by Wittry and then a single to right center field by Taylor Center, taking second on the throw. So they came up with back-to-back hits. But that was the only run in the ball game for Transylvania. Now what we're going to try to do is pick up the audio of the all-tournament team and the celebration here today of Mount St. Joseph winning this championship. From Anderson, number 22, Jaden Brown. From Franklin, number 19, Emily Strebe. From Franklin, number 11, Annie Klimper. From Transylvania, number 26, C.C. Wittry. From Transylvania, number 32, Abby Frazier.
from Transylvania, number three, Annie Shuck. From Mount St. Joseph, number 16, Maya Hobbs. St. Joseph. Number one, Aaliyah Tucker. From Mount St. Joseph. Number 35, Rachel Gavin. The 2021 Most Valuable Player. From Mount St. Joseph, number three, Sarah Miller. recognize the HCAC tournament runners-up. Congratulations to Transylvania University on an outstanding season which culminated in the HCAC championship. Well, while they're giving Transylvania their awards, let's take a time out. When we come back, we'll talk more about this afternoon's ball game and bring you the award ceremony for the Heartland Conference Softball Champions for 2021 the Mount St. Joseph Lions. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back right after this timeout. Changing lives is what great teachers do. Mount St. Joseph University's reading science program that uses highly effective research-based methods improved my students' lives and helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash read. They say that great teams are built on teamwork, unity, and camaraderie. They say that great teams succeed when everyone's voice is heard, when everyone's included. Laugh together, build together, lift each other up. They say it takes a lot of hard work to be a great team. So we say, let's get to it. Well, as you heard, Aaliyah Tucker, Rachel Gabbard, 
making the all-tournament team, Maya Hodge. But the most valuable player in this tournament was Sarah Miller, and it was deservedly so, as now the Lions are behind home plate and getting their pictures taken with the championship trophy, their championship hats and T-shirts here this afternoon. Now the regionals will begin Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The way the NCAA is working at this year in Division Three, there are eight regional sites, and the winners of those regionals will go to Salem, Virginia in two weeks to play in the Division Three College World Series. Now, the teams that are expected to be in the same region with the Mount, we're anticipating six teams, and the teams that we think will be involved, not only with the Mount, but would be DePauw, University out of Indiana, Muskingum, who won the OAC championship, DePaul won the NCAC championship, we've got Alma that is going to win the MAII championship, those are the teams right now that are expected to be in it, now there could be some at-large teams that come in, and the idea was, the rumor was that the winner of the Heartland Conference Championship, whether it be Mount St. Joseph or Transylvania, would end up hosting the tournament, which appears to be going to happen on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now, if that's the case, there is rain expected (laughs) in the forecast all next week, so who knows what's going to happen, but right now... Nothing will be determined until tomorrow night by the NCAA as far as who the host teams will be. And then on top of that, Monday at 1 o'clock will be the NCAA selection show, just like you see before the NCAA college basketball tournament. It will be held online, and you'll be able to pick up the link on Mount St. Joseph University's website as now the girls, we hope to bring them out here towards right field, and Chris Morris will be interviewing the girls here today. They win it by a final score of 5-1. to one. Transy had to come into this afternoon and win two straight over the Lions, and the Lions pretty much put this away early with three runs in that second inning, just like they did yesterday. They scored two runs in the second inning against Transy. And then two more runs in the third inning. And eventually what ended up happening was the Lions won that one by a final of 6-2. to two. Today, they scored the three runs in the second inning, and that's all they would have needed as they ended up winning this ballgame by a final score of 5-1. to one. The girls still congregating around home plate, looking at parents, talking to the parents. And Chris Morris, our Mike Cord, only allows him to go out into short left center field, right center field, to interview some of the players here this afternoon. We're going to take one more break. When we come back, we'll talk to some of the girls here from Mount St. Joseph and the coaching staff when we return after this. 
At Mount St. Joseph University, our mission is to provide students with an affordable, world-class education in a safe, comfortable, private school setting. Nearly 100% of our incoming undergraduate students receive scholarships, grants, or financial aid. And with small class sizes and a 98% undergraduate career placement rate, the Mount leads the way in educational value and student success. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions. Look around you. One in four kids in the U.S. faces hunger. It's not always easy to see the signs, but in this land of plenty, there are kids that don't know where they will get their next meal. Join Share Our Strength in Food Network and take the pledge to end childhood hunger here in America by 2015. Learn how at nokidhungry.org. Their next meal could come from you. Dave Mitchell, Chris Morris back here at Transylvania where the Lions have won it by a final score of 5-1. to one. They just needed the one game here today to win the conference softball championship in the Heartland as they defeat Transylvania for the second day in a row yesterday 6-2, to two, today 5-1, to one, both behind Sarah Miller, the tournament most valuable player. The Lions are cleaning out their dugout as instructed by Transylvania University, and as soon as we get the opportunity, we will bring you some interviews from the girls, the regional qualifiers from the Heartland Conference, the first time they have done it since the 2003 season when they went two years in a row, 2002, 2003, and boy, we were with Beth Goderwitz, head coach, and Dee Dee Morris all weekend, and Beth was just a nervous wreck through Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I imagine when that final out was cradled in the glove of Maya Hodge, she finally had the most relief that she has had in ages, at least over the last week as she was getting ready to prepare for this tournament. We hope to be bringing you a lot of the games coming up from the regional tournament. We may be broadcasting all of them, but we also may just be broadcasting the mountain games depending upon where they are. Now, we're going to get some of the girls. Let's send it now to Chris Morris, who's going to conduct the interviews on the field. Chris? Thanks, Dave. I've got uh, Brooke Otto, one of our seniors here. And what's it feel like? I can't even describe it, honestly. We've worked so hard to be here, so this is just, it all makes it worth it in the end. It was a perfect weekend. We took yes. care of business all three days, and then this senior class is obviously going to go down as the winningest program in school history. And the only thing left on the resume was to get this conference tournament championship, and you guys did it. So Absolutely. congratulations on a great weekend and a great season. And we're still not done. We've got a regional that we'll be able to compete in, and we'll find out Monday where we go. But talk a little bit about this team. Talk a little bit about the fight and just the determination to get this job done? Um, this team is just, we all work together so well. No one quits, and when someone's down, there's someone there to pick you up. Yeah, I mean, what about these five seniors? What do these girls mean to you? What does this team mean to you? What does the program mean to you? Um, this program means absolutely everything to me, and we absolutely deserve this. We have we have just came together, so I don't even have words. No, but that's words great. I mean, amazing. all the morning... Workouts in the winter, it all yes, pays off in a moment like this. All the workouts, it so, all works. Congratulations, Brooke Otto, on a great senior season. Thank you. 
Dave, we've got another senior, Liv Berger. Hello. Put this into words. It's amazing. We've worked so hard for this. We kind of struggled the first two years, and we wanted this so bad. We were hoping to get it last year. We didn't because of COVID, but now we got it. So it's been great. What, what was the moment like just leading up through the game? Obviously, we had that lead. What was the feel in the dugout? What was the feel throughout the game? Once we kind of opened things up a little bit, they went to the bullpen with bowling. Mm-hmm. Did you kind of start to feel it? In that fourth, fifth inning, or kind of what was the feel like in the dugout? Yeah, we were all just like holding our breath, wanted, wanting to get through it, get through it. So it was calm but chaotic at the same time. Right. And uh, obviously we still got a big weekend ahead. We'll, we'll find out Monday where we go regionally. But uh, just unbelievable moment, and all the hard work pays off. So congratulations. Thank you. Dave, we've got another senior, Gracie Woodyard, and we talked about it on the broadcast. Never been a part of a losing program, so continues to keep this trend going. And what is this moment like, and what does this mean to you as far as a senior and all the work that you've put in over the last four years to really turn this program around? There's not very many words that I think any of us can say. Um, after freshman year, kind of getting screwed out of a tournament, um, off some technicalities, and sophomore year working really hard, having a 35-7 and season, still missing out, and then COVID ruining our junior year. There wasn't anything that was going to stop us this time. What were you thinking about as the last few innings went by? We obviously had the big lead. We saw you out here in right field. You're kind of pacing a little bit. You're walking a little bit. You knew that moment was coming. You're ready to dogpile in the middle of the field. So kind of what was your vision? What, what were you kind of going through in the middle to late part of this ball game? So in the last part of the game, I was hoping that we could get a few more runs to kind of secure that feeling. Um, but as Sarah was dominating the circle and we had Cameron come in, there was no doubt in my mind that we were going to be able to do it. It was just trying to make sure that we didn't make any errors to prevent that from happening. We talked about it a little bit in the hotel lobby the other day about just what this team means, the team in general, the young kids stepping up in big-time moments, the seniors being leaders. It really paid off this weekend as everything just went smooth sailing, really, for our offense, defense. Pitching was outstanding. So what is this team overall, what does this mean to you? There's, again, not very many words that I can even say for this team. Um, the underclassmen have come in so seamlessly and taken a big pile on their shoulders because the upperclassmen, we've been disappointed several times, and I know that they wanted it for us as much as we wanted it for ourselves. And just having girls that have each other's backs like that, no matter the situation, and want it for everyone else and not just themselves, no one is selfish on this team, and you don't have teams like that. Well, we appreciate everything you've done for the program. We've got a big weekend ahead of us, and congratulations, Gracie Woodyard. Thank you. Dave, we've got the MVP of the tournament, Miss Sarah Miller. How was put into words of what you were going through in this game? You, you know, Coach Godowitz and Coach Morris came to you last night and was like, "Hey, are you ready to go?" Obviously, you're not going to say no with what you. Mentally strong, and obviously yesterday you were very dominant against Transylvania. Today you were able to get off to a pretty strong start. The offense was able to give you a little bit of run support. Kind of talk us through those first few innings, obviously getting those couple runs on the board. Kind of talk us through this game a little bit. Yeah, so I came into this game just wanting to dominate, and I knew that Cameron, she had my back uh, no matter what. She is my ride or die, and so I just came out trying to throw the ball as best as I could, knowing that if – it didn't go my way. She was going to be right there behind me to strike some people out, and she did. Yeah, you did a really good job as far as we talked a little bit about it yesterday, keeping those hitters on off balance. And uh, obviously today you came out, was able to get ahead of the count, was able to get a couple quick innings. Obviously they got that fourth inning where they had two hard-hit balls, but then were able to calm down, still get out of the inning. Mm-hmm. The offense did their job. Talk a little bit about this 
freshman, sophomore class of what they've been able to provide. Obviously, the senior class has done everything possible, been able to get this championship on the resume. But talk about the young core of this team. Oh, they are so important to us because they are the bats of the team. And um, honestly, they are the future. And they, we could not do anything without them because obviously we don't have seniors all throughout the lineup to, or even upperclassmen to hold up the bats and uh, get runs. And they have really provided for the team in that they have, you know, been clutch in those uh, positions. Shout out to Rachel Gabbard. She was clutch so many times throughout this whole tournament. Rachel had a big tournament. I mean, obviously she had an argument, potentially MVP too, but what she did in the circle was unbelievable this weekend. Congratulations on the MVP. Congratulations on the regular season championship, the tournament championship, and we're still not done yet. Yeah, let's go to regionals. <laughs> David got the final senior here. Shortstop Leah Tucker, and you've been through it all. What has this moment been for you? It's great. Um, you know, coming in this weekend, I was just ready to play. I had my teammates behind me, Sarah Miller on the mound. Um, I wouldn't want it any other way. I wouldn't want to be with any other team. We worked hard, and we got the job done. I told my teammates today I'm not playing two games. We got it done in the first game. We could tell a little bit as far as the hotel and the lobby over the last few days. This team had a different look in their eye. They came here ready to take care of business, and and you guys did that. The weekend kind of went perfect as far as getting the wins. We didn't have to play two games in one day. The pitching staff was able to get rest. Obviously, the offense did their job. Defense was spectacular. So talk a little bit about this senior class. What do these girls mean to the program? Obviously, you guys have really turned this thing around, winning this program, or winning this class in the program. We're on a 16-17 uh, game winning streak going into regionals. So talk a little bit about just what this senior class means to you. Um, I love all my seniors, um, but we've been through a lot. Um, starting freshman year, we came in 13 girls all the way until now, COVID season. Never thought we were going to get this far, but we did it. I mean, that's all I can say. We yeah. Did it. And again, you've been a big part of this team all four years. So congratulations on the uh, regular season championship. Congratulations on the tournament championship. And let's go after it in the regions. Thank you. That was Aaliyah Tucker. Now let's turn it over to Chris, who is going to talk with head coach Beth Goderwitz. Coach Goderwitz has been a long time coming for this moment. Put into words just the feeling of kind of on cruise control throughout the afternoon. How did you keep the nerves calm? We got up to a big lead. Sarah Miller was dominant once again in the circle. Kay McCool was ready to go. She was chomping at the bit to get out of this bullpen all weekend long. She comes in and does a great job. Your offense steps up in big ways three days in a row. You got your freshmen and sophomores delivering big-time hits. Put into words just what this team means to you, what that moment was like to celebrate right there on that field. Um, wow. You got me even choked up even uh, thinking about it again. But this team has worked so hard. They've been through so much especially our senior class uh, losing the season last year. And I know it's been terrible for any senior out there losing a senior, uh, season. Um, but this they've worked so hard from day one. They have been, you know, busting their rear ends. And I, I to be honest, I had a lot of nerves today starting this game. Um, but they didn't. They, they were 100% locked in. I had no doubt that they were going to go out and take care of business. And... You know, I can't say enough about our younger kids that have stepped up, but it's also our seniors that have pulled them along and said, we are not going to let anything 
derail us from what our goals are and winning a conference tournament, winning a conference championship, winning a conference tournament has been this team's goal since they've gotten here. And it's been 18 years, and I could not be more proud of this team. This senior class has really done everything for this program. They go down as the winningest class in the program. Obviously, back-to-back regular season champions. The only thing left on their resume was today, and they took care of business. And the weekend couldn't have went more smoother, I guess you could say, as far as what we expected from the offense, what we expected from the pitching rotation, the defense, outstanding plays to keep us in the ball games, And uh, just talk a little bit about just the grittiness, the fight of this team, just never to quit and just to stay into the moment. Um, yeah, and, and the good thing about it, um, we haven't been behind all weekend. Um, we, our offense went out and gave our pitching staff a, a lead in every game. We didn't fall behind, and, and that is a tribute to our, to the entire team. Um, they were seeing the ball really well this weekend, and, um, you know, we, to, to give us a lead, and with our pitchers, that was all we needed. We needed a couple of runs. Now, of course, we added on a few. Um, but to get a couple of runs on the board, I think, settled, even if they had a little nerve, settled those down. And, you know, they, our pitching staff has just been incredible all season. And, um, you know, for Sarah, to, we made a decision for Sarah to come back today um, because she has had pretty good success against Transy. And then um, they got on her a little bit in that fourth inning. They had a couple of pretty hard-hit balls, scored a run. And then they came up. Uh, we had the bottom of their lineup, and she had done really well against the bottom of their lineup. So I left her in that one last inning. And I talked to her and Cam in between the inning, the, uh, the next inning, and I said, we're going to make the switch. Cam, you ready? And she said, yes, I am. And And Sarah looked at her and said, you got my back. And Cam came out and just... I mean, she just dominated. Yeah, those two have a special bond. They've really developed that over the last year or two. They, you know, as Sarah likes to say, that's my ride or die. And you can't speak of two better pitchers, obviously, in the circle, two of the top duos in the the country, honestly. And our defense has been top 15 in the country all year long. The offense has really kicked it up here in the back half of the season. And uh, so we sit and wait. We celebrate a couple days. We sit and wait. Kind of see where this NCAA region and kind of what's your thoughts going into next week? Kind of talk us a little bit about how this week's going to play out for you guys as far as getting back home, getting some rest, getting some practice in, and then kind of figuring out, all right, where do we go from here? And then kind of talk us through that. Um, yeah, tomorrow we'll take a day off um, because they 100% deserve it. And then Monday we'll watch the selection show and then we go back to work. Um, you know, we're not done. We're not going to be satisfied just winning the conference tournament. Um, we want to go out and make a statement. This year, without any super regionals, uh, we win the regional and we're off to nationals. And that's what this team has been striving for all year. And I've told them since, I think the last, well, actually it was the uh, loss to Anderson. I told them that the destiny was in their hands. And how they controlled it was entirely theirs. Do not let anybody take it from you. The destiny is yours. And they held on to that all season long. And uh, broke another school record. We're now 17 on a 17-game winning streak. And, you know, we're not done. We're, we, we have, you know, we've gotten a little bit disrespected um, out there and, we want to go out and show them how good we really are uh, at regionals. We've talked a lot about this team and, and just kind of what they've done out on, on the field. And 
take a moment here just to talk about a little bit of our coaching staff. Aaron Brogan, Kate, Dee Dee Morris, yourself. I mean, there's a lot of hours. There's a lot of time. There's a lot of effort, scouting. Everything goes into this. So what does that mean for the four coaches? Just What does this mean for you guys and just all the work that you put in to finally get to this chance? You know, I don't know how many programs are out there that are lucky enough to have a couple alumni come back and help. Um, you know, Brogan has been with me since 2000. Well, she played for me. Um, she graduated in 2007 and, is, and has continued to be a part of our coaching staff. Granted, she's got a couple of kids at home and, and tries to get here as much as she can. Um, and you don't know how much that we appreciate that. And then Katie Homer also played for us, graduated in 2015, and has been a huge part of um, our success uh, from at the plate. She was a great hitter in herself, and um, you know to have them put in their time with absolutely no money um, related to their position is just incredible. And you know I saved Dee Dee for last. <laughs> we would not be where we are today without her um i have been so um blessed to have had her join my po- coaching staff and she is absolutely one of the best coaches that i've had an opportunity to coach and be around she knows the game the girls absolutely love her um and honestly we wouldn't be where we are without her um and I appreciate all that she has done and all the work that she puts in uh, every single day. And, you know, she loves she loves these kids as well. Um, but without them, without her, um, we would not be where we are today. And I can't thank her enough because it, it's absolutely incredible. Well, that's, uh, like I said, Beth, that special moment, special team. And we've still got another weekend left with these kids, and we're going to take it all in, and we're going to have an opportunity to go potentially win a region. We'll figure out where we go Monday, and we'll go from there. But congratulations to you. Congratulations to this team on an absolute unbelievable story this weekend and this season. And let's continue it next week. Absolutely, and thank you so much, and uh, we'll see what happens next weekend. We're excited. All of us are excited here as we get ready for this one, and as, we, as Chris winds up here. Chris, any final thoughts on today's game? You could just feel the emotion of kind of what this means to this program, what this means to this team, and, you know, we sit back and we got to see the celebration as far as the dog pile in the middle of the field and the coaches jumping in the air, and that's what it's all about. That's why you put the time in, that's why you put the effort in, and it's all about the kids and to see the joy. I mean, they're still out here taking pictures with the trophy, so to be able to see the smile on their faces and all the hard work pay off for them, couldn't be a more deserving team. Well, next week, regionals. We'll see you then. All right, man. I appreciate it, Dave. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Chris. That's going to do it for this afternoon. Our thanks to Blake Watson to my left, the sports information director, for helping us out this week. Our thanks to the Transit University people for being so hospitable and letting us come down here and broadcast the tournament. Our thanks to all the girls, all the coaches, to Melanie Wagner back at the school, for the athletic director, to Dr. Williams for allowing us permission to do these games. Our thanks to everybody involved, the sponsors, but most of all, our thanks to you folks out there for listening here all of this week, and we'll talk to you again next week. For Chris Morris, I'm Dave Mitchell reminding you once again, 
the Mount St. Joseph Lions are the 2021 Heartland Conference champions and regionals. Here we come. The Lions beat Transy here today by a final score of 5-1. to one. Until next week, for Chris Morris, I'm Dave Mitchell. Goodbye, everybody.